If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies You know, I don't know if I would have had those choice of words, but uh, I agree with his general assessment. You know, when you're on the outside looking in at the tournament uh, that determines the eventual champion, then then that does suck. And, and so, you know, our goals are clear each and every year, and that's to compete for and ultimately win a world championship. And when we're not in that conversation, we absolutely hate it. Um, in regards to this year, man, I never carry the bags from, from last year or worry about what transpired uh, in terms of us writing the script for, for this journey. So I'm singularly focused on that, and I'd imagine Dave is as well. I'm sure he's just courteously answering questions. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was... Uh, What'd you do to Shane? your hair? Yeah, I, I cut it. You what? I cut it. I was taking out the garbage yesterday, and I sliced it, and it was a deep cut. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was just, bleeding. I just saw it this. was bleeding. It was bleeding. It bleeding. Bleeding. You see his ear? Yeah. It looks like it. Look. I'm yeah. sitting there going, I didn't even notice it. Yikes. All of a sudden, I look up, and I'm looking at this ear, and I'm thinking, no, I cauliflowered the right yeah. one, not the left one. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Happened? What's up with that? That looks like somebody was chewing on the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I sliced it. How did you how did you a, slice a box. An ear? I put a box on my shoulder and it's and it uh a box. I cut my ear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I oh, you know how the mighty have I, fallen. I, I I was taking the garbage out. And uh, uh one time yeah, yeah. one of the all-time 33 yeah. greatest Steelers ever, a two-time pro bowler and now a box cutter <laughs> So we were listening to Zach Williams the Chain Breaker. I love that song. It is a great yeah, song. Yeah, it is a great I don't, song. But see, I'm a little bit flustered because i don't think zach's a fat guy yeah and this well, is fat guy Friday. yeah well yeah I, I don't think he's a fat guy either but but you know but we see can, that does break we could be we, we could pretend well we could put a sumo suit on right right did you right, ever right. see those sumo suits yeah 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 some of us live in those yeah uh, you know uh so <laughs> oh, wait uh, a minute. you mean i, I don't it's oh it's me it's not the suit oh good heavens you know, uh, weigh-in Wednesday, you got to get under 300 rough. pounds. I know. That's you got to get under 300. Because I was officially 301. Right, right, right. you got to get under 300. Yeah, don't forget that one. Yeah, the one, yeah. one was important. I, that was because of the pierogies I ate, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'd, I'd, have been under, I'd have been under three bells. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I ate yeah. too many pierogies. Yeah, yeah, too many pierogies. You know, pierogies go down really easy. They do. Oh. They do. Magnificent. Mrs. T's. They, yeah, are, yeah. they are great. So Mike Tomlin was talking about David DeCastro. Maybe Zach Williams could use some Mrs. T's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We get him a little fun. Uh, so uh, um, Mike Tomlin was talking about the David DeCastro comment. Yes. That when we, he said it sucks. We yes. stinked. Yeah, we stunk last year. Yes. And, uh, you know, he said that uh, – uh, well, David didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, David did say it. M- Mike Tomlin was responding because uh, no, David said it sucks. Yeah, he didn't right, say it right. Stinks. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I was just cleaning I, well, it up. Well, we're here, yeah. just you know, yeah, because journalistic of the reality of it, right. it, it, Yeah, we, because and, that's why Mike said I wouldn't have used that yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. But then he went on to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what he 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 was talking about? I'm not carrying the baggage from last year into next year, right. uh, this year. Uh, he's made that comment several times, and I've heard him. And, uh, uh, and you know what that means 
is we're not going to dwell on last year. Right. We're gonna we're gonna come out of the shoots, uh, and Monday is pad day. Yes, and, it is. You know, and I think it's gonna be uh, intense. You know, uh, I, we are so excited that we get to watch practice. Uh, and we get a free lunch. Yeah, we get a free lunch. I'm excited about it. That's what I was promised. Yeah. I'm going to hold them to it. I want my free lunch. Yeah. What, you know, is, is it is it going to be at the PNC Lounge? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care if it's a brown bag or, or, or whatever. Is it gonna, or is it going to be up in the uh, the media cafeteria? No, I, I doubt that. Maybe I, it's going to be in the media cafeteria. It could be. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I wonder, are these, is this going to be like Bank of America with the, the uh, Panthers, right? Everybody has their own, uh, you know, box. Right. No, huh? no we, we're not going to have our own box. <sighs> Crud. You're not going to have your own well, box. Well, you know, I just thought maybe, you know. You know, Adibi said we're going to be backs on backers in uh, Oklahoma drill. Wait a minute. Who? Yeah, Aditi. Yeah, Aditi. Oh, yeah, and and she said uh, Oklahoma. How did drill. you butcher her name? She's yeah, a fine lady there. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Butcher yeah. her name. Yeah, uh, yeah Zooks, man. Aditi. Yeah. Um, there you but go. But she said Oklahoma drill. Yes. Well, you know, it ain't gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's gonna I be think, backs on backers. I th- yes, I think the general tenor is going to be like it always has. They're going to come out. They're going to do some of the drills that they feel comfortable with. Backs, backs on, on backers, backers first. Uh, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Because Mike, one thing Mike said, we will go based on how we perceive things to be moving along, right? As a group. So that means it could mean more. It could mean less. Yeah. We'll see. You know, this is one of these things where Mike is not going to be held to any routine. Yeah. Right now, he is all about you got to stay light on your feet. You got to be ready to make some changes. You got to move with the flow. If you feel you're ahead of the schedule, you got to pull back. If you feel you're uh, uh, behind on schedule, you got to step on the gas. And as he always says, yeah. it's easier to say whoa than it is to say giddy up. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, the first two weeks have been like uh, OTAs and minicamp. And uh, I can't wait. Monday's pads. And we get to watch. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're not uh, staying off the field anymore. We're gonna we're gonna watch, and and I I think that's great. We need to. We got to yeah. see something. Yeah, we've got four up to fourteen padded practices before the cuts in in September, before yeah. the roster cuts. So you got fourteen. Right. All right. So that means uh, you're not gonna have. You know, it's not gonna be every day in pads or nothing like that. They're gonna have days off. Do you think gonna... they're gonna have every day in pads? I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. Because you, you're talking about uh, you got over a month before you got your first game. Yeah. 14 padded practices. How's that work into 30 days? Uh, you know what? Um, you're talking about 14 before the roster cuts. Yeah. You're gonna, you, and it says up to 14, meaning doesn't mean you're going to get 14. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just think that uh, uh, it's going to be intense. Uh, you know, he said we are still transitioning toward football, uh, there's a lot of sig- significant work to be done. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that that's The excitement padded. is building. Yeah. I mean, just you and me, the last two weeks, we've been sitting here three hours a day going over things that we're talking about that we can't see but for videos from the Steelers.com, yeah. uh, pictures, things of that nature. Did you and, see the video yesterday? As I, I did see the yeah, video the, yesterday. They, they were going through the shoots and into the one-man sled. 
Ketsuki's yeah. back. This yeah. is like unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they were going from they were going in the shoot right uh, to stay low and then coming out. No, uh, I did see something. Slayer. I was a little disappointed. I saw my man Cam Hayward, one of the greatest Steelers ever, wearing a hat and sunglasses as he's going through a pass rush. I'm going. Dad Gummit, that's not training camp there, man. Yeah. No man wears sunglasses on his head in the midst of a pass rush. Yeah, yeah. And no no and, and baseball caps. Helmets. They were they were wearing the helmets. At least he had it backwards though. Yeah, no, but, no, no, but, he had a baseball cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't wear sunglasses on top of your helmet. It yeah. doesn't look it just won't work. Yeah, and uh um who wore who wore the shield? Minka? Yeah, Minka wore the shield. What shield? Uh I I don't know if it was the Oakley shield. But make oh, a word a shield, or a shield, and Oakley made a shield right. to protect the guys. Right, and I, I you know, I, and I think um, maybe that that that's the way to go. I will guarantee you at some point, unless if it's mandatory, like you know, you know, tuck in your jersey, or if not, come out. All yeah. right, if 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 it's not mandatory, those shields will come off. Right, because you know how it is. Because they fog up. Oh, not only that, the breathing, the restrictive breathing. Some people, I'm telling you, some people with stuff did on you, your face. Did you ever wear a shield? No. No, I didn't either. No, I didn't. No. Yeah. No, uh, I needed, it, to me, that would be like, uh, you know, the chances of getting sweat on it, you know, and you got then you got to get a squeegee, you know, you yeah. get your, your helmet cleaned and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it restricts the, the flow, man. Right. You know? Right, right, Although right. I did remember when John Offerdahl stuck me in the eye. Right. When he first played on Miami. Yeah. 15 straight. I thought my eyeball popped out. I right. should have had a shield then. Yeah. But who would have figured he'd come and lead with his fingers to the, to right. the eyeballs? Right, 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 right. So, um, By the way, I hold that against you. Why? I came back to the huddle. I said, Webby, is my eyeball sticking out? And he got beat on the first point. He's like, I, I got bigger problems. I go, Tonch, is my eyeball hanging out? And you're like, I'm, I'm back in the huddle, man. I'm like... Somebody tell me, is my eyeball hanging out? All right, just just tell me. I, I'm, I'm not going out, but I need to know so I can push it back in. I, I said, your eyeball is not hanging out. I didn't hear that because there's a flap of skin hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And it's bleeding like a stuck pig. Yeah, yeah, but it, you didn't. It, you were not reassuring well, you know, at all. You know, I, I I'm looking just, for a little confidence you, from you my know, buddy. Uh, I, you I, don't I, got a minute. I wasn't reassuring because when I dislocated my finger and i asked you to pull it you wouldn't pull it i know that trick yeah we, well, we got kids we yeah, both do yeah, yeah well, pull my finger yeah well yeah, i know that one bud. but but you know i i had to get it it was gonna, it was it you're was, gonna stink out the huddle and, while and, 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 out. and, and it's, uh, it's to this still, day it looks bad <laughs> to this day all right so i guess it was right turn yeah. it was right turn and i and you wouldn't you go oh i want to do i don't i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah, uh, so, right, you know, even. yeah, and, and when I dislocated my elbow, my elbow well. was by my ear. My my <laughs> hand was by my ear. The best was who, who said it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin said, more than anything, we are talking about culture building, how we practice, how we compete, and how we be professional you know I, I that that's um that's interesting well you got to take that also in context of what he said before all right this is i'm not bringing baggage from last year this yeah. is a new set 
of uh, culture leaders that I got coming in here. Right, right. Because you don't automatically carry over the things other than you recognize a guy like Cam Hayward and right. Brandon and everything else and what they bring. But the fact of the matter is you're resetting the whole thing as you move into this 2020 season. And this is unlike any other year. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I – I, Sometimes I'll like, I just try to picture if I was able to ask Mike those questions in some of those Zoom calls. First of all, I'd want to know how do you, because Mike, Mike knows the temperature of every guy in that locker room right, and right. Yeah. the whole group as a whole. One of the things I've always really uh, enjoyed about Mike was his ability to connect with each guy individually right, right. and then also have a good picture of what the whole thing is feeling like and sounding like going into a game, what have you, right? And one of the things is, how are the guys doing? How are they handling this? Because when you football is about routine. You get used to the routine, man, right, and right. you need the routine. Dave DeCastro said, I, I love the routine of football. Right. That's what we loved. I mean, left to my own devices, it's like gadzooks. I have issues because football was a routine. Well, we didn't like Chuck's routine. Well, it was a routine, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. the only routine we knew. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's the only, yeah. Um, David DeCastro, when we were talking to David, uh, we were talking about – um, uh, how hard camp was when we were playing. And he said, uh, so what did you think? I said, well, we we didn't know any better. We, we, just, uh, we, we just thought it was. Nobody volunteered for yeah, two a days. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I'm only, I, can I, two a days? Yes, I, I'll sign with you. You yeah. got one a days? Oh, Bill Walsh, 20 minutes, first 20 minutes in pads? Oh, no, I don't want that. Yeah, Bill I, mean, Wal- I want to go with Chuck. Yeah, Bill Walsh was uh, was the uh, first coach yes. that started cutting back. You know, yes. uh, he was starting to cut yeah. back. Yeah. And remember when we were all sitting there, we were like, going, wow, oh, yeah. San Francisco, they go 20 minutes in pads and that's it? Yeah, they, they, they take w- them w- off. Wednesday, Wednesday, they would go out the first hour in pads. And then when uh, they, they – They were would, down to 20 yeah, minutes because I talked to some dudes that yeah, played with them. Well, they, they, uh, uh, they went internal running, uh, and uh, then they took off the pads. And on Friday, they didn't even wear helmets. They wore hats. Hats. Get zooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and it, and. uh, Look at, you know, that's why we are what we are. Yeah. Well, you know, we're here looking at each other going, man, you're looking old. You're looking at me going, man, you're looking old. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, uh, they're practicing without pads now. And without pads, you have to watch yourselves so people don't get hurt. Right. Exactly. So, look at. Wait, you know, I, wait, are you saying you're number one, or are you saying, wait? wait. No, I'm relaying because you're not wearing your headset because you you cut your ear yeah. with a box. Now it's a, like a balloon size. Right, you, right. you look like Mr. Potato Head over there. Like, you know how they stick the, the big ear into Mr. Potato Head? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. So, Potato Head. Yes, you are. So the point being is I'm conveying Jacob's one-minute signal from me to you because yeah. you're not wearing headsets. Well, you know, uh, Karen uh, – <laughs> taped up my ear and she uh uh she put a uh nurse nightingale she put a uh a, a gauze uh in she there. did pack yeah. that thing because yeah. you do look like mr potato head yeah yeah of yeah. course you know i got no room to cotton talk, swab so. cotton, <laughs> cotton swab, swab. Oh, okay. under, under the uh band-aid all right uh, she got because it, it kept bleeding and uh she didn't want me to get the blood all over my sh- 
that the sheets. Yeah, not only that, you'll be in here and you'll start bleeding all over the mic. Yeah, bleeding. You bleed all over the microphone. Yeah, bleeding, bleeding. I'm bleeding on the, <laughs> uh, <on> the headphones. <laughs> right. But we're, we're going to take, uh, uh, take a break. We're going to take right. a break. Uh, if you want to get out of this conversation. <laughs> Who does? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah, you were talking to me. <laughs> you, no, no, I don't want you to get in on this conversation. <laughs> if you want to call. It's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. Thought we were already having a conversation. And you are in the locker room. You know, that's our intent. Um, but we're also willing to adjust um, based on what it is that we see. Um, from a staffing standpoint, we're very thoughtful about our long-term planning or, or not doing so. Um, getting familiar with the level of conditioning that these guys are coming to us in and, and getting a feel for their ability to take in and retain information that was delivered to them remotely are, are two of the key variables that determine the pace in which we move. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, uh, Mike said uh, the conditioning that the guys are in is going to uh, be part of the challenge of how much hitting. Uh, you know, the, he said that. Uh, but he didn't say that literally. Explain what you mean yeah, by what but, he means. But, you know, what he means is uh, that the guys that are in great shape, they're going to start hitting again. But if the guys are not in great shape. So is this kind of like Casey Hampton coming to camp one yeah, year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Casey, uh, Casey. Spent, the, spent the first, what, week or two, like uh, sunbathing yeah, and stuff no, like no, that? Yeah, no, no, he was on the bike. <laughs> he was on the bike. Yeah. yeah. But, Charitably, we'll say he was on the bike. Yeah, well, you know, um, Mike said M Mike pointed out that um, he's always looking at his players, right, and seeing what kind of condition they're in, and uh, and what kind of condition they're in dictates how much hitting they they they're gonna have. And so, you know, I respect that because you know he he doesn't want guys getting hurt. Because of uh, uh, getting too intense too quickly. Well, the thing that uh, I take from that yeah. is what we were talking about in the first one, um, in the first break, or, or I'm sorry, in uh, the first segment we did, we're talking about Mike knowing his guys. Right. And keeping a good pulse on everybody individually and then corporately right. as a group. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's one of the strengths of what he does as a coach. Right. You know, you see him all the time going around talking to guys. And um, I, I've seen coaches in other places, experienced coaches in other places, that have very little to do with you. Yeah. They have very little to listening to the other guys. So they'll take the pipeline coming up from the position coaches. Right. You know, through the coordinators. To the head coach. But Mike's a very hands-on, right. in-your-face, how are you, what's going on in your life, and that sort of thing. And that gives him greater insight. That just you, does. You know, when he, he says, we'll adjust to what we see. Right. And we are uh, conscious of our long-term long planning. And so uh, – Now, you, think about this now. Yeah. You're Mike. You've got. You've got. You. You are in extraordinary circumstances. Yes. Everything is is upside down. 
Okay. Right. Now you're coming into a situation where you're ramping up by phase one to phase two to phase three, which is Monday the 17th and right. pads. Okay. Now, <laughs> think about what he's saying. He's saying, I've got to watch, I've got to be prepared, I've got to see, and I've got to be fluid yeah. in how much hitting, how much we do. Because part of this, too, is that you wonder, all right, how much can you afford to go deep into the reserves of guys when you have the COVID pandemic right. going on? Okay? Yeah. Now, you've got to make a judgment call there. Right. Does it have anything to do? I don't know. Wouldn't, you know, I'm not a doctor. Don't play one on the radio even at this point for yeah. to be sure. But the fact of the matter is, understanding how depleted your guys are yeah. is something I think has got to be. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm making. Did a, you hear that? I'm making. Did, did we, you did you, Mr. I, Potato Head over there? I, I, All right, I'm in the middle of making a great point. I'm I'm in the middle of mastery here, right, Jacob? I'm unfolding, peeling back the onion, coming back to a great conclusion, and then he's over there cranking the microphone around, and he can't hear it because he's not wearing his headphone because he's got a a, a a an ear that's packed with gauze and cotton because he cut his ear yesterday. Okay, and he is Mr. Potato Head for sure. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the I didn't pass gas. It was just the uh, Karen texted me. Karen texted. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, too much information yeah. there, Chalooch. You know, it, it was the squeaky. Oh. It, it was the squeakiness of uh, the microphone. Oh, be a professional, man. Yeah, yeah. You no, play hurt. I didn't Put pass your headphone gas. Yeah, on. yeah. Well, well I didn't you know. Pass gas. I didn't pass gas. It was uh, the microphone uh, and uh, and its squeakiness. Yes. So go on, go on. I totally lost my train of thought because somebody just swung the boom mic around and it sounded like he was letting. Uh, he was. He was. Well, let- yeah, go on. You 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 are you are what you are. You know what you know. You you Which say was? what you say. What did I say? I can't even remember. Well, I was laughing too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. The point being is. How much and and how great a, a deficiency in in how the guys are feeling? Right. Let them go. Yeah, I mean, letting them go deep. But Chuck, it was. You remember we sometimes I can remember up at training camp when that heat heat index one time hit 116. Right. All right, and you could feel because it like that bowl and everything right, like right, that. Right. Right. The heat and the people are on you, and the, the the sun's beating down on you. And I remember looking at you in the huddle, and I said. You know what? If I died right now, it's okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you're that miserable. That's right. And you are that depleted. And you yeah. feel like you're barely hanging on to consciousness at yeah. times. And and that's uh, not something you can afford to do. And after practice, you run the three fifties, oh. and that was when you oh. were dying. Oh. That's when you were dying. What do you dying. mean you were dying? You're dying already during right. practice. Yeah, yeah. That was just that that's just like extra that's like Abuse of corpse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so my, my question is. So my point was. Right. You can't have that. You had that was you know, a great point. That's thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was okay. sincere. Yeah. I was sincere. Jacob, was that sincere? I was sincere. We need a rule in here, Jacob. Jacob was, was that, that sincere? Cons- was that sincere? I don't know if it was sincere, but. It was nice to make up for the microphone interrupting the podcast. <laughs> great call, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Great call. All right, All right. All right. great point. So my All right, so. Yeah. Do you have any other? No. no, no, yeah. So my question is, 
Do you think on Monday the Steelers are going to tackle? Um, in my mind, uh, again, not knowing what Mike thinks overall. Yeah. Because what goes on behind closed doors is going to be, right. um, in my mind, the determining factor. Given all things being equal, I think he's he's ready to stomp on the gas because yeah. he is the type of guy that says it's better to say whoa than it is to say giddy up. Yeah. And the point is, I think they go in pads and I think they tackle. Do you, uh, do you think there will be backs on backers? I, you know, I, 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 I I'm I'm curious that the first pad a day is going to be light, and the second pad a day is going to be intense. It could well be. Yeah. I mean, there, well, if if I'm when I'm I'm referring to starting Monday that first week on the first day, I can't say specifically do they tackle. Yeah, I'm saying there's going to be in my mind tackling. There's going to be the backs on backers. Which f- first of all, I don't understand how you can have backs on backers when Oklahoma is being ruled out. That just, yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. Right, 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 right. Okay, but the point is, I, I I'm agree. glad it's there. I'm, yeah, I'm I, glad. But the fact is. Um, in that first week, I think Mike wants to make and would like to get everybody's attention with a pretty hard practice right away. But given, again, the state of, you know, you're watching him come out and go, all right, you're in shorts. All right, you're in shorts and a helmet. And all right, finally, your shorts, helmet, and a shield. Yeah. Or shells, I mean. And then you're into pads. Okay, yeah. so maybe he's going to continue the wave like increasing tempo and intensity throughout right. the first week. Yeah. You know, but I would expect by the starting with Monday to Friday or Saturday, whatever it is before they get the day, the break, they're going to have a couple of really intense days because Mike's going to want them. You focus on the here and now. This is still football. This is what we do. Right, right. And, and you know, uh, backs on backers and tackling is uh, has been uh, – uh, one of the commonalities in his practice, and they uh, uh, the first day of pads, they go backs on backers. The first day of the pads, they go tackling, uh, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna see it. Uh, you know, he he wants to build culture. He wants to build a team. Uh, you know, it starts with a hard yeah. hard practice. Yeah, yeah. You know the. The brotherhood of blood, sweat, and tears is something that is uh, both precious yeah. and long-lasting. Right, right. You know what I mean? And the fact is, when you're out there and you kind of suffer in the misery index together, right? Uh, again, that's all part of the cementing process of giving birth to a team. Yeah. So at some point, you're going to have to. But again, I go back to the very essence of what I started with. This year, and this year maybe only, uh, but certainly hasn't been ever a problem before. I don't know that it will be going forward next year, but making sure your guys aren't depleted is something that you got to be cognizant of. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I think is because these first two weeks have been really easy and uh, they haven't, been, you know, right. it, it's not. Uh, you think uh, he's going to jump on them Mondays? Right. I think, I, I think he's going to jump on them. Again, I don't know because I don't know how much of, you know, we, we saw, oh, Jalen, Jalen Samuels, he's out of COVID jail. Right, okay? right. So he's back. So you got everybody back. Nobody's opted out. Right. You know, you got a good, hungry group here. It's not like in – did you see in New England? They just had their seventh-round draft pick, a center, retired yeah. from football. He's the ninth guy basically opting out. I think he's he's opted out for the rest of his life. Right. But 
I mean, you got a lot of people over there that are just saying, no, I don't want any part of this. Not in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Mike's got a great pulse on what's going on. He may jump on him right from the get-go, but at the same time, this would be the year you'd you'd see a wave like, okay, we're going to hit the pads, pads and shorts maybe. We're going to have pads and pants on Tuesday. You know, I don't know. And then go harder. I don't know. We'll see. Right, right. You know, um, it's it's two weeks of pads, but then – do you stop pads or do you continue? Well, you got 14 up to, uh, it said up to 14 padded practices right. until the first roster cut in September. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about three weeks away, you got, you know, 14 padded pra- up to yeah. 14. So they're going to intermix yeah. some shells in there. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Are you bored because there's no preseason? I'm sitting with Mr. Potato Head, and we're yeah. having a ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm not yeah, bored. Yeah, I, I, I want preseason. And yesterday, you're not going to get preseason. Yeah, yeah, yesterday, you know, I know, I know that. But yesterday was going to be the preseason game between Tampa Bay Bucks and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, I want to go McFly. Hello, yeah, there. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no preseason. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm asking you. I understand that. You I got gotcha. Do you long for the preseason? Um, I always do because yeah. I love seeing the young guys. Right. Look, one of the things that, that that's terrific in my mind. You watch the preseason. You watch these guys check in through the OTAs, the uh, mini camps and stuff, and you know you, you keep abreast a of who's up. Right. But when you check in with the big boy pads with the big boys, right. All right. Now we start to see what these young men are made of. It's like the big ragu. I was talking about the big ragu the other day. All right. You know what stood out? Yeah. The the, the lines got shorter because guys are getting hurt, but ragu shows up every day. Yeah. And that was back in the. Towards the end of the era, maybe, but it was still the era where showing up every day meant something. Yeah. All right. It says something about right, who you right, were. Right, 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 right. And that's one of the things I respect so much about, uh, uh, you know, the big Rigo is the fact of the matter. Ramon Foster showed up every day, and he's a tough guy. Yeah. You know, and that that to me spoke volumes about who he was. Yeah. And uh, do you think there's going to be a Veterans Day off? Oh yeah. 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 There might. They might have veterans' weekends off or yeah. something. Who knows? But again, this is this is unlike any other situation anybody has ever faced. Yeah. So I, you know, I, 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 this is a pass this yeah. year. Everything is a so, pass. So Mike Tomlin was saying we're, we're going to continue to teach and learn, uh, you know, and finding things out about the new guys, and uh, you know, th- it's going to be difficult. To find out about the new guys right. uh, without preseason games, but uh, one of the things they're going to do is uh, play physical, padded workouts, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I, I'm, it's going to be very interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, the uh, hardest part is going to be tracking these guys daily. You know, in the sense yeah. of. I'm not sure because, first of all, we're so used to being able to freewheel, walk around the field, and right. be up close and personal to the action. Right. Now we're pulled back a little bit more. We're going to have right? to sit in the stands. Yeah. we got So I got to bring some sunblock, that sort of thing, because, yeah. you know, you got that swarthy, you know, Mediterranean-type skin thing, and I, I tan like a tomato, yeah. you know, so it's a problem. But the point is... Uh, we got yeah. That would be a one minute for yeah. those of us that I, are aware. I, I hear him. Right. Well, you didn't hear him before. I hear him. You didn't because you, you know you now. got you know Karen just stuffed your ear with cotton swab. All right, yeah. so you can't hear out of your one ear. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know uh, we're gonna take a break 
And uh, we'll be back. If you want to get in on this conversation, 412-919-1316. You look like Ricky Donnelly when yeah. he wrapped his head in pre-wrap in the yeah. one. He's Wolf. He looked like the mummy. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. And he went behind the curtain. Also, um, once we get in place, um, the, the competitive aspect of practice and, and, and creating an environment where we can make some evaluations in that area uh, is something that's on uh, at the front of our minds as we continue to get adjusted to what we're doing here. Um, but largely, it's been a good week, much like I said a week ago, uh, continually impressed with the things uh, that were important to us coming into this environment. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about uh, uh, the competitiveness of uh, practice next week. And uh, I I think uh, that he is comfortable uh, with turning the guys loose because he wants to see uh where they're at and uh you know mm-hmm. the only way you see where they're at is uh by uh intense Cutting the dogs practice. Loose. Yeah, yeah yeah and so uh i think he's gonna i think he's gonna do that because i think he likes uh this week because they put on the helmets and they there's you know they there were hidden sleds they were hidden bags uh and they were going through shoots and I, I think that uh, he's comfortable with uh, turning them loose. Yeah, I think they're definitely they're ramping up. They're getting prepared. They're going to go to the hitting, and you got to see the hitting. They, you've only got again up to fourteen padded practices, right? To make an impression on the coaches. You're Kevin Dotson. Yeah, uh, you're a rookie. You know, you've got up to fourteen padded practices to impress the coaches. Right. That's that's not. I mean, let, let's face it. You're going to have some some bad practices in there. It's right. the nature of the beast. Um, so you've got to make the most use of what you got. And the sooner Mike cuts them loose, the better. Right. Because I would think you'd want the up-tempo. First of all, you want to establish yourself. You want um, up-tempo. Like I said, you want to step on the gas and, and not say, whoa. And then you can, whoa, going into the second half or, you know, as right. you get closer to the games – where you start to pull back a little bit and start to reserve the body. But, again, all this has to be balanced with guys not getting depleted, 90-degree heat, not right. not melting down, and then maybe leaving your immunities uh, a little bit depleted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, this is all new ground. Right, right, you know? right. So right. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the head coach, and I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Yeah, it, it, the decisions would be tough. He was talking about Derek Watt. And his special teams, and he says he he respects uh, Derek Watt. Uh, I think he led tackles in special teams last yes, year. Yes, he and Tyler Matakovich. Yeah, and uh, um, and he he's a, a high level fullback and very respectful. Uh, Mike Tomlin said of his of the fullback things. I think one of the issues that Mike referred to in that clip too was some of the they're finding out more about Derek Watt and I think some of it has to do right. with he's capable of catching the ball 
He's right. capable, capable of running the ball. Now, as much as I loved Rosie Nix, yeah. okay, and Rosie was tremendous. He was a tremendous special teamer. He was tremendous uh, lead blocker, digging guys out. Yeah. You, know, you can always go back to that, to me, that uh, tremendous game he had against Vontez Perfect in a rematch when, right. you know, I mean, it was just a, a yeah. smash mouth all day long. And the fact is, you know, you look at this and, and you look at Derek Watt and you say, you know, he's capable of running the ball. He's capable of catching the ball. Those are things right. that, that Rosie just didn't do very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's fa- um, I think he's uh, faster than Rosie, too. Uh, Could be. Yeah. Um, I would think so, you know. Uh, but I, I will say this. he's He's got a better touch for the offensive aspect of it, being right. catching the ball. You know the 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 running of the ball. You know Rosie was you know run to darkness. You know, yeah. Give me that ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna slam into yeah. something. Yeah, D- Derek Watt is uh, uh, sees the field a little better. Um, you know, and Mike Tomlin says we're willing to adjust on what we see. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that that's uh, that's the players. Well, again, this is part of Mike and Mike having that great intuition, that yeah. great ability to talk to guys, to see the things, and to hear the things that a lot of people don't. You know, yeah. I mean, I've 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 talked to coaches and coaches say, yeah, you know what, the, you know, the receivers, you see uh, some of them when they start to reach for their hamstrings a lot. You start to okay, they're, right? They're, you know, uh, you start to listen to their footfalls. Are they heavy? Are they thudding? You know, I mean, those are in- intuitive coaches listening for, watching, and seeing things, little trigger things that tell you, I got to pull back a little bit. Right. Okay. And that's what I think it helps Mike be who Mike is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because some guys, you know, they, they might be the most magnificent two minute warning guys ever. Right. You know, timeouts and yeah. clock management. One of Mike's greatest strengths is to look, listen, and watch. And understand what and interpret what he's seeing in front of him, and, and correlate that to: Do I need to step on the gas? And, it, and, and do I say, "Well, yes." Yeah. Oh, yeah, and his instruction too. You know, he he's he said, we're, "You know, we'll alter the pace. Uh, we we've got to be openly flexible." Um, and uh, you know, uh, th- that's that's the uh, uh, the thing about it is openly be f- openly flexible. Or as he pace. says, be light on his feet. Yeah, you know that's a, that's one of the the uh, what's he call those um, quotes? Uh, the, the, the you know little fast quotes that you make. Yeah, those are one of the things that uh, he talks about is being able to adjust because right. you don't know. You know the one thing about this year is it's unlike any other year, and you don't know anything about this year more so than any other year because it's unlike any other year. Yeah. Yeah, Did I make that clear enough. The, 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 you're you're right on. Uh, um, you know, he was talking about the offensive line, and he said continuity. Uh, continuity is the asset on the offensive line. We're going through a transition. Uh, you know, Matt Filer is at left guard, right, and Banner Correct. and Chooks are uh, battling for right tackle. And uh, you know, I I just think. Uh, uh, when you when you get that five man offensive line, uh, you're going to be better than you thought you were because uh, you you got to play uh, you got to play with cohesiveness and unity and uh, you know like uh, we we did 
you know, we talked Mm -hmm. before the uh, snap, Mm -hmm. and uh, we had signs, and uh, uh, we talked about it. No question about about it. You know, I mean, it's uh, the biggest thing about offense is I go back to Sam Davis, John Cole, starting next to each other for like a decade. They conversed in grunts and looks yeah they, they you know you just know you know what the guy next to you is thinking you know what the guy to your left and your right, right. is thinking if you're a guard you know these are one of the things that repetition upon repetition uh brings into uh your toolbox this is a part of your toolkit that you have and i thought one of the interesting things when i was listening to mike was he used the word exclusively in talking about matt filer at left guard right and i think it's on okay this whole thing now is making more sense when you hear um Dave DeCastro referred to, you know, that uh, he and Marquise are getting older. This could be Al's last year. Right. Okay, now you start to understand, okay, moving Matt Filer to left guard, now you've got Chooks and you've got uh, Zach going at it. you got Z- uh, Zach signed a one-year. Chooks is up. Uh, well, he's got uh, this year next year, I believe it is. Um, so you got to find See, out. He's still on his rookie contract. Yeah. All right, you got you got to find out, can, the, can both of these guys play? Right. Because Avail is already sitting there going, you know, I'm done. You know what I mean? Because I, I will say this, and I say this in, in, in defense and admiration of Avail. War changes a man. Mm-hmm. You know, when you experience that, and I've seen that in my own son coming back from Afghanistan and, and watching what he's uh, done in coming back to normal, quote-unquote, normal everyday life, um, it's different. Yeah. It's different, and I have no concept or understanding how these guys do what they do. But for Al to come through and come back, first of all, I, you know, we used to go third down. Man, that's that's huge. You got this and that. You got a pass rush. After you've served in in, in a combat theater, I can't think of anything that'll that, scare you. Yeah, scare you. Not it, you know. So for Al, I can see where he's he's got bigger things that he might want to right. ascend to. Yeah. If indeed this is what he wants to do, I don't know. Right. Just going off of what David said, but um, I certainly do believe that uh, you know when you come back from a combat theater, having served and done so great, you know, bronze star. You know, I mean, Al, uh, you you just sit there and go, okay. Um, if if he if he wants to punch out early, God bless him because he's earned the right. Right. You know, and uh, the rest of the guys, this is a great opportunity for Chooks. A great opportunity for Zach, and uh, they got to move forward. Right, Somebody, right, somebody's right, got to right, claim right. it. Yeah, somebody's yeah. got to get the get the ring. Yeah, um, you know what? One of the things there's a huge advantage to having a veteran team, veteran team with a veteran quarterback. Right, and uh, you know that that you don't get surprised at anything. That uh, you know the defenses, uh, you don't get surprised at the situationals, and you have uh, a, a team that is weathered, and uh, and a quarterback that is weathered, and that is going to be such an advantage for the Steelers' offense this no year. No question. Yeah. Especially in this COVID year. Yeah. Where you don't have the offseason, you don't have all the. The repetitions. What I think Mike said, you're, you're, you've cut a thousand repetitions yeah. from the springtime and ramp up to training camp. So you need some experience. You know, yeah. uh, Terrell Austin talked about the fact simplifying things, more right. vanilla like. Right, because, right. You know, we don't have the time yeah. to put all the wrinkles we want to put in there. But the, it's a young defense. Yes, but if you've got some guys on the offense that are uh, 
a little bit older, a little more right. seasoned, a little more experienced. You can do some things and add some things that uh, you're maybe not capable of doing, defensively speaking, you know, because of the lack of repetition. Yeah. So, again, this is something that uh, they got to work through, and we'll see. So do you think they're going to, you know, I, I, I think there's going to be a physical practice, uh, hitting, tackling, uh, right. like, like years gone past. What do you think how they're going to do the special teams practices to develop guys on special teams? Uh, how do you think that's going to go? That's going to be interesting to me because trying to simulate a live special team right. deal is the kickoff. I I love the kickoff. Right. You know what I mean? We all we both played all the special teams. I loved special teams. Um, the, the thing – I, I did not love it after I moved in the starting line. Right, that right, was right. Just, that was part of uh, – but, you know, the fact is when I was on the kickoff team – and, by the way, who made the hit in 1980 opening kickoff against the Houston Oilers? I did, right? Yeah. Of course, of course, they all said – I was on sabbatical. <laughs> I was cut. <laughs> yes, but you came back. Yeah. But the fun part was I remember somebody commented and said, I was so slow going down that everybody, somebody double teamed somebody else and I was free and I made the hit. That's why you made the hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man. So the point being is uh, special teams and uh, especially primarily the kickoff team. I think you're going to see it stocked more with some veterans that yeah. they know than young guys that you don't know because you don't have the opportunity to know what the young guys don't know. Well, yeah, you know. Okay, I just uh, talked myself into yeah, but, complete but you, confusion. You, but I, you know, I'm I'm going to disagree with what you said. Go right ahead because I'm not sure what I because, said. Um, because Mike wants the young guys uh, right. to be special teams. He doesn't want the starters to be special teams. He I wants understand, the young guys. but you, when you get to New York, we'll see. Yeah, I want it because I want to see that opening kickoff. We're, we're not going to New York. Oh, that's right. Okay, when New York game comes around, we'll have an opportunity to look at the uh, special teams lineup. Because I agree, as the season goes along, I can see the opportunity for young guys to grow into it. Yeah. What I'm worried about is if I'm if I'm Mike, and again, this is you know uh, playing that that game there, but you sit there and go. You know how you want guys you can depend on yeah. early on, you know, and you just sit there and go, "All right, do I want uh, Jordan Dangerfield for instead right. of uh, Antoine Brooks?" Well, you, you know, know Antoine, I mean, you might, I'm, I'm talking about in the kickoff, right, team, right, you know, right. Or, but, but you, you, you will see. I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction here. You will see Anthony McFarland, uh, Alex, uh, uh, what's his name? Highsmith. Highsmith. Um, and as a, Antoine as opposed Brooks, to Low Smith. A, Antoine Brooks, and uh, uh, Jordan Dangerfield, all on special. Well, you teams. were going to see Jordan. Jordan's a, a yeah, special Jordan, teams yeah, core player, yeah, yeah. and I was just and, pulling and that Derek, out there. And Derek Watt. Derek Watt, of course, is yeah. going to be there. But what I'm saying, I'm trying to pick somewhere where you've got a rookie that you're very unsure of right. versus a veteran that you know. This guy will get the job done early. All I want to do is get out, get get our feet wet in the first game because one of the things Mike talked about. And I know that uh, we got to go to break here, but we got to play it over the next one. Is talked about different things, aspects in in practice that you can't simulate. Right. And part of them is the special teams. Part of them is going from defense to being on the left guard on the punt team. Right. Linebacker to left guard. Punt. Exactly. All these things. That that's... It wasn't hard for us. <laughs> 
Because we weren't linebackers. <laughs> no. But, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Right. You know, and so early on, maybe the first game or so, I think going into New York and being a Monday night, you yeah. know, big stage performance, uh, I would be surprised if they don't lean more veteran than they do youngin. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, uh, 412-919-1316. Man, He's you're all Wolf. over it. I'm Tunch. Sharp and, as a bowling and ball, you man are, is. you are in the locker room. productive week for us we're still you know transitioning into football and there's a lot of significant work to be done in that regard um you know more than anything we're talking about uh culture building things how we practice how we compete professionally how we compete appropriately based on attire um this week we're now in helmets and so we talk about some environmental things that we value and in the work that we can get done you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mountain, Mississippi Queen, I want no, I want more cowbell. More cowbell. More cowbell. Oh, yeah, yeah I love yeah, that. Yeah. Christopher uh, Walken on yeah, SNL. Yeah, Need uh, more cowbell. Yeah, yeah. On, uh, but uh, Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. That's oh, what was the that sign. the song? Yeah, okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin said he was very pleased with the first two weeks of, uh, of workout. And, uh, and this is, uh, I, I, do you, do, are they practicing Saturday and Sunday? Or, that I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, because, again, I'm only concerned with what we can get to. Right, 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 right. You know, and um, then we'll just catch up and see. I would think that they're practicing Saturday and probably got Sunday off. Yeah. Probably got Sunday off, uh, uh, and uh, uh, they're they're uh, you know Mike's happy about the way that they're 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 practicing now, and um, you know I I would be too because I, I I saw the highlights, and uh, they're getting after it, uh, right? Yeah, right. But again, you know you got to see it, you got to see it, see it, and you got to feel it. You know, I mean, and, and that's something we'll be able to do starting Monday. But um, right now, it's it's. Those baby steps. Yeah, yeah. Those baby steps to getting to full pads. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, in the past, it was all the focus was on the preseason games. Now, all the focus is on practice. Absolutely. And uh, he, he, he Did I tell you said, we're going to get you, lunch, too? He, he said, yeah, well, you, 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 you're always well, wanting a free saying, lunch. You know I mean? uh, so, um, go down there. You, you, know, some, you know, Mike Tomlin said, you better be a practice player. Right, you better be a practice player, and uh, I wouldn't eat a big lunch if I was, you know, going to practice. Yeah, See, that, that's well, yeah, you, you, you even always at the Allegheny Club, you always still eat a big lunch. Well, what can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the fact of the matter is, look, uh, that was interesting because it was a question posed to Mike, and you know, yeah, there are guys that are they're game players and they're they're practice. Players, you know, we used to call those guys. You know, we call them campers. You yeah. know, you got them in there. And, you know, and you know he's a uh, he's a midweek hero. You yeah, know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but Mike said, "You better be a be- uh, practice player because that's what you got to show up right. on. Because that's yeah. the only thing we have to be able to have any sort of uh, way of, of judging whether we want you or not." 
Yeah. You know, I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, see, that's where that's where you need something like Oklahoma and stuff like that because remember, Oklahoma was about saying who you were. Right. It was yeah. about coming in and it was about finding out who the alpha males were yeah. and having added a little bit, you know, and that's one of the things that I think this generation is missing is that ability to understand who's what, where, and how, and all that thing, you know, wouldn't the physicalness of yeah. practice. All pro practice. Yeah, all pro practice. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had some of those guys. But with Chuck, yeah. that was a big thing, though. He right. wanted guys that, that came out and, and practiced hard. Yeah. Because, he again, that, that whole era was all about you, you play like you practice. Right. So one of the questions I ask, are you worried about the wear and the tear on the running backs? Because we're going to be uh, just when we're just we're backs, great, backs just on backers. A great and, quote, though. Yeah, Allen Iverson. Practice. You know, we're we're talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think he was a Chuck kind of guy. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been a Chuck fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know what? Yes, you're talking about backs on backers. Continue. Yeah, yeah, and and so the are you worried? Are, are you worried about the wear and tear on the running backs? Um, you know, he said, I'm not worried about the running backs. Are we talking uh, worried or concerned? Because we yeah, have two different levels. Yeah, worried or, or concerned. I am not concerned. Um, there's a slight, you know, you always have that slight worry when you come out and you start right away with backs on backers and does anybody get donkerated and stuff like that because that'll set things back a whole lot. But at the same time, you've got to find out who's who, yeah. you know. And, and one of the things about these drills is, again, you find out who the guys are, yeah. the, the ones that really want to have at it, the right. guys that are fearless. You know, when you watch guys line up backs on backers, you can see the confident ones, yeah. you can see the aggressive ones, right. and you can see the guys that are trying to hide in the lines. Right. You know, I mean, they're, they're very shy, shall we say. They're yeah. they're tying their shoes, they're seeing, talking to the trainer, they're doing things that takes them out of the line of right. sight of the other players and coaches. Yeah. and. You know, the guys that really want to get it done. Yeah. You know, they come to the forefront in, in situations like that. And that to me, that's worth a couple of practices. Yeah, that shows you that shows you who the tough guys are. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. We're going to the phones. 412-919-1316. We have Juan uh from South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fabulous. How you doing, brother Juan? Doing great, can't complain. What you got? Hey, so I was just looking on the internet. I saw another Pac-Man video. He said he think Joey Porter <laughs> sent the jersey to him. <laughs> I know. The the suspicion heightens now. And, of course, then Drew Rosenhaus, Joe Hayden's agent, felt the need to come in and say a few things, which then proceeded to have Pac-Man turn around and, and accuse Joey Porter and then – uh, throw some verbage at uh, Drew Rosenhaus. So it's all getting interesting, the whole yeah, yeah. scenario of, you know, who sent Joe Hayden signed Steeler jerseys to Pac-Man. Yeah. Hey, I, I, hey, I got to I gotta see I, I got to think about one more guy. What do you guys think about A.B.? You think A.B. has something to do with it? <laughs> no. He's been pretty quiet, though, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, A.B., you know, uh, he's uh, suspended for the first eight games. But I don't know if he's going to go to Seattle, and uh, uh, they, well, they got a room from yeah. a wide receiver because yeah. an undrafted free agent tried to sneak somebody into the hotel there yeah. and got busted. 
Boy, that was not, that's a bad move. Yeah, yeah that's I, a bad move. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. A guy tried to sneak a female in the room. He got cut the same day. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, you might want to realize that in the hotels and other places, there's a lot of cameras around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Close-circuit yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when uh, uh, we were in camp, there was no cameras. <laughs> And uh, we, we snuck out uh, once a year. But we didn't sneak out to go out and party, but we snuck out because uh, it, you it was— You go sit in air conditioning, yeah, man. Yeah, you go we sit had in no air conditioning. Yeah, right. And, I remember sitting at Halula's on a Sunday night, which yeah, is now Geo's. Yeah. But, you know, having the best plate of pierogies going, right. there, he, they had great—Halula's yeah. had great pierogies. But you're sitting there, and you're looking at two straight— uh, weeks of, of two a days, right? And you, I, I was even a plate of pierogies at Halula's wasn't enough to pick up my spirits. Yeah, but sitting in the air conditioning did help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we snuck out once a uh, once a camp. To. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you, well, it's you, honor. you had to, yeah, you, you had to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. on your honor. You had to, yeah, you know. and and I, I you know, uh, our last couple of years we 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 snuck out and we went to Wendy's. <laughs> And then we came back. <laughs> How lame is that, Juan? We have to admit it. Okay. You got these guys that have great stories. I could tell you stories of guys that left camp and ended up down on, uh, you know, down at the Chauncey's down in Station Square. Right, and, right, you know, right. And we're not naming names. Don't worry about it. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, all, we, we were very, we just went to Wendy's. To yeah, say. yeah. You know, one, one time I went out with C and Dunny. And, That's uh, a bad mistake. Yeah, and and I got left at the uh, uh, at this establishment. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. And I go, oh, how am I going to get home? And so I, I was asking guys, could you give me a ride? To, right, right. The, the the St. Vincent's. Could you give me a ride? And one guy did took, it. Took mercy. Yeah, yeah. I was at an establishment, and it was it was coming down to curfew. Yeah. I was I was it wasn't after I was coming before and one you'll recognize this this gentleman I locked my keys in my car and I was in desperate trouble yeah. I was about 7 minutes away and it was now like quarter of or 20 to 11 yeah. and I'm I'm panicking cuz how am I going to out of the out of the door of this establishment establishment comes Robin Cole Chili Bowl Cole and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I, the state cops were there. They had their one of those those uh, you know those sticks that they reached yeah, down and try. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't open the car even with one of those deals that opens the car doors, right? right. So I'm sitting there, I'm panicking. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get back to, to 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 camp and beat the curfew? Chili comes out and goes, "What's the problem?" I, I said, "I locked my keys in the car." And he goes, "Anybody got a hanger?" I go, "I got the state troopers here. They got one of those stick things that it, it, it won't work." He goes, "Give me a hanger." He got a hanger ninety seconds he had it open yeah. i said robin how did you know how to do that he goes i'm from la i wasn't always a good guy <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the greatest stories man yeah well i got i got back and i got back in time oh he saved my career yeah <laughs> so that's that good that's good hey i got hey what you guys think about um um that goofball colin collar he predicting the ravens to go 16 and 0 yeah, I, I, I don't like him. Your first mistake is listening to him. Yeah, your first mistake is listening. <laughs> I know, I know. When I, yeah, I don't listen to him, but I just saw that I was on the internet, and I saw it. I said, how do you pick the Ravens to go 16-0? and That's crazy. I, I, I don't think that the uh, Ravens are going to go 16-0. and um, I think uh, uh, there's going to be a battle 
in the division between the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, and, you know, the Steelers uh, 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 almost beat the Ravens at home yeah. last year. But, yes. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was about to say that because, yeah, we, we, almost, we had those guys. It wasn't for that stupid roughing the passes on all the Yeah, game. yeah. All, you know, all mm-hmm. I, the, 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 that was a terrible call. call. That it was, was a, a terrible, terrible call. call. No doubt about it. Look, and we yeah. got Ben back, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Let's keep it between the lines, man. All right? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think I think it's going to be between us and the Ravens. And then one more thing before I let you guys go. I was listening to the uh, replay of the podcast a couple of days ago. You guys were mentioning out, like, breakout players, who you think going to have, who you're looking forward to. I got two guys for you. Okay. Final offense. I'm going with Vance McDonald with the addition of Eric Ebon. I think that's going to help 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 Vance get more thunder and thunder and lightning, right? Yeah, and then on defense, I'm going with the old school guy Vince Williams because he don't have to worry about sharing the load with Mark Barron. What you guys think about that? I like your thought process. I think Vince Williams is going to play a bigger role uh, than we thought because of a couple of things. Number one. He's a veteran, and in this COVID year, when you've got no reps and young guys on there, you need somebody who uh, communicates and gets everybody lined up right, and he's going to be the man. You know, Juan, we are big fans of Vince Williams. Yes. Uh, we call him old school because he is old school. Uh, you know, he's a thumper, uh, and I, I love the way he compliments Devin Bush, and I love the way the uh, Devin Bush compliments him. Uh, they play in unison well together. Yeah, and uh, unlike when Tunch and I played next to each yeah, other, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he'd let me get ear hole. Oh, well, on yeah, 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 Come uh, on. yeah. What kind of buddy is that? Yeah, well, you know, uh, you keep complaining. You keep complaining. <laughs> And well, just like today, you still get an earful. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got him back in in L.A. when I speared him in the rear end. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what he he speared me, and oh, I, I, I was on I was on the ground, and he got up and he went back to the huddle. And I and I come back. Oh, someone speared me. He goes, "Did you catch the number?" And I go, "No." He goes, "Okay, good." <laughs> and then he, he, and then he didn't. You know, I was sitting on a, an ice bag for four and a half hours uh, uh, from uh, L.A. to Pittsburgh, and then uh, we went. By, uh, Monday, I had to go get treatment, and then Tuesday we were watching the film, and I go, "It was you! It was you!" <laughs> oh, he was honked off at yeah. me. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Thank you, Juan. All right, appreciate you, you brother. All right, uh, all right, my no, brother. Don't be upset about that. God bless. I'm not upset, but it, but it was you. All right, uh, uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, if you want to get in on this conversation, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. You know, I think I think not only running backs, and and it's a legitimate discussion that you mentioned because of the guys that you mentioned. But I think it happens um, across all positions. I think that that 
continual discussion that we have about the difference between year one and year two. Um, you're speculating in year one, you know in year two in terms of what's required of you, not only in the short term, but just the, 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 the overall journey itself. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Fire on a high. That's uh, That was uh, the music theme for the CBS Sports Spectacular. And uh, it was... Very uh, cool. You know, and I, I was wondering how, you know, you, you call this Fat Guy Friday... Right. But the lead guitar player, who is uh, big, uh, can play it that quick. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Some yeah. of those guys, uh, they are just terrific. Yeah. You know, and uh, again, we celebrate the fat guys who get up and cut it loose in front of the crowd. Right. You know, because it's not easy getting up there and doing that, I would imagine. You know, if you're a real hog. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I, I remember... Uh, Playing with Mon Gumbo, right? You know, we vote for for Doctor Doctor John. Yeah, no, Doctor Hook. No, Doctor John. Doctor John. Doctor John at Heartwood Acres. Yeah, first time in front of like three thousand people playing the guitar. I was panicked, man. Right. Yeah, you're a fat guy. You're up there, and you, you know, you. you I remember Tim said to me, he "said uh, man, you look like you're strangling your guitar. <laughs> a little tight, maybe. Just right. a little tight. Yeah. Yeah." And you quit that playing the guitar. My buddy, yeah, you, Tim Manise. Yeah, you you were playing the guitar. Played a lot. Yeah, enjoyed and then, it, and, and, and then, then it you just, quit. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, did. yeah. So life takes you in different paths. So um, Mike was talking about the, uh, from year one to year two, and uh, I, I think it's uh, uh, a big jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, Benny Snell. And uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Justin Lane, uh, you know, Devin Bush. Right. Those guys, you know, those guys, those rooks had a lot of experience. And uh, they're going to be better because of it. You know, and, and I, you know, I just. uh, There's uh, no doubt about it. Look at the bigger picture, what Mike was talking about, in in essence, talking about these guys uh, coming back. I think that was part of the question of Benny Snell coming yeah. back in better shape and right. everything like that. Um, you understand, uh, you have an understanding of condition you come through at Syracuse University. You know, there, there was, uh, you know, you get to do the weightlifting and everything else. And you're, you, if you come out of it, you may be one of the stronger guys and you're great condition and everything. But then your condition is a whole different matter when you come to the pros. Right. And we were introduced it <laughs> right away right. when Mike Webster and John yeah. Kolb and Larry Brown all checked in. And all of a sudden, you know, your conditioning and thought process that you had leading up to uh, your rookie year is no longer valid. You right. saw and, and learned what it took to get in the kind of shape these guys were in. Yeah. And then – your productive years begin. Yeah, and uh, we thought we worked hard in college. And we no, we did work hard. Yeah, we did hard, but but, but we, we, we but we didn't work we, as hard as right. That. We weren't at the level that uh, you know the pros were. Yeah, and, and back then we ran a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But when we saw Webby, it. Kobe, 
and Bubba Brown. Absolutely. We Steve Corson. Yeah, Steve. We we went. We jumped in with them. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I had to learn what it meant to, to run stairs after the Wednesday practice, right. after the Thursday practice. Right, right. You know, taking Friday off, uh, not doing it, not taking it off, but cutting back on the workload, right. prepping for the Sunday 1 o'clock game. Right. You know, you learned uh, in the offseason how, you know, Mike Webster got me back from the Pro Bowl and right. running stadium stairs. Yeah, going that was crazy. T- taking the uh, red eye and exactly. uh, going straight to Three Rivers. And- you know, it was just nuts. But the fact is, he was that dedicated in his training. Right. So the point is, we learned that there was a whole other level, a whole upper echelon right. of hard training guys. You look at Deontay Johnson. Deontay had uh, some hamstring issues last year. Yeah. Right? Coming in the, in the offseason, you know, the, prior to the season starting. Right. And the OTAs. And uh, he learned what it took to get those repetitions of those hammies up. Right. So he was able to accommodate the, the necessary reps that he was going to receive. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we uh, did that and uh, we had great uh, role models uh, to, to show us how to work out and to show us how to watch film and to show us how to prepare uh, for the game. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, uh, you know, I don't think we could have uh, anywhere else we would have been. We couldn't have been as uh, good as players. I don't think we we, we yeah. would have had the mentorship yeah, yeah. available to us. Yeah. Look, you know, in college, you watch films of the upcoming opponent. Okay. Nobody really took the time to explain to me this is how you watch from the tackle right. position or the guard position, whatever position you're at. This is how you got to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Get a notebook out. Make some notes. What's this guy do on first and second down that he doesn't right. do on third or vice versa? You know, what is what is the strength of that guy you're playing against? You're playing against, for me, Bruce Clark or Matt Millen. You're playing Penn State. You got to keep notes on both because I'm flip-flopping. Yeah. Who thought that was a great idea? I thought it was a horrible idea. Yeah. All right? But the fact is you you're, you're, you're go strong side tackle. So you go with the tight end and boom, you know, you're at the point of attack like 80% of the time. Yeah. So – You've got to have a better understanding at that point, and your scouting better be more detailed and, right. and prepared. And then when we got to the pros, Sam Davis literally could write a book on, on the guys he was playing against. Yeah. He was that good, that detailed, and that spot on. Yeah, and, and that's why where I learned to, you know, yeah. I had a book on uh, uh, the uh, spiral notebook was uh, all, all my – Opponents. I don't know how you can read then, your writing. Yeah, it was yeah, horrible. Your I, writing yeah, my, is so horrible. My, 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 it's like you're, you got your own hieroglyphics or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like crazy. But but I can read it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I can read it's it. Kind of like, you no, it's indecipherable. Yeah. you're like a doctor. Yeah, yeah. You're you, like, like a doctor. You 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 know you were the, uh, you were cheating on me. Or you were cheating. Uh, on me for uh, uh, the tests, and you couldn't read. Oh, it, it was terrible. It's like yeah. Chalooch. Let me see your paper. Yeah. What's uh, forget it? I can't read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, and so the coordinators uh, also helped us. Uh, you know, uh, both coordinators uh, today, Randy Feetner and uh, Keith Butler, are are you know we're are willing to you know Mike Tomlin said they're willing to get input. They they are not. Now uh, tell me that's not concerned. an act of humility. Yeah, yeah. They huh? are not concerned who gets the credit. Uh, you know, they are unselfish and uh, they want the winning edge for us. Uh, and, and, you know, that that's the way the team goes. And, and Keith Butler is a great guy and Randy Feetner is a great guy. 
Here's the thing that I always go back to. It starts from the top. And I remember, again, walking into after uh, Mike Tomlin was introduced uh, as the next uh, coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he retained Dick LeBeau as his defensive coordinator. Yeah. And um, here now, remember, Mike Tomlin was a, was defensive, a defensive coordinator. coordinator. All right? Yeah, yeah. So he comes to the Steelers. Tampa. He's the head job Our at the head, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I walked by the the one classroom, and there is Dick LeBeau at the chalkboard diagramming stuff, and Mike Tomlin is in the front row in the student seat with a notebook taking notes. Right. And I just went, now that is a picture worth a billion words. Yeah. Because it takes from the top. A humble mind to say, all right, this is Dick LeBeau. This is Dick LeBeau. You know what I mean? You're going to learn. You better learn. If you're going to learn anything, this is at the feet of this guy here. And And yet you're just named the head coach. Yeah, and at the press conference he said, "Uh, are you going to change the defense? He said, no. Why not? Dick LeBeau. LeBeau. (laughs) And that was – and I thought it was beautiful. And what a great tribute to Coach LeBeau. Yeah. And and, and Mike's admiration for – and at the due time, it became more about Mike. Yeah. You know, and as he rose in in taking over the job and imprinting his – ideas defensively speaking into the defense and it's a good great thing to watch yeah because you saw humility acted out right from the start and knowing that dick lebeau was probably the finest defensive mind around at that right. point in time yeah, yeah and i'm not too uh too hoi polloi on myself to be able to sit at, at, at a desk and right. learn from this man and then go on to another level beyond him later on yeah you know, you know uh, and uh, what i'm saying is that starts at the top so what do you got? Keith Butler, uh, you got Randy Feetner, you got Matt Canada coming in, you got Mike Tomlin helping uh, Keith Butler. That takes humility, but you saw it exemplified from the get-go. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we saw it throughout our career. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Rod Woodson talked about Rod Rust, and Rod Rust was a, uh, a great defensive coordinator. And uh, Tony Dungy, uh, Tony Dungy, Tom Moore, yeah, Tom Moore. Oh, who's uh, going to tell Tom Moore anything? But but yeah, Chuck, yeah, Chuck yeah. was the best thing about Chuck was one of the sports writers said, and I and Coach Noll was a special guy unto himself. Yeah, special man, one of the greatest individuals I've ever, I've been privileged to be associated with. But when he said, you know, Chuck makes you feel like there's only you know two, three other guys in in the world that are capable of. Talking football, qualified to talk football with him, and that's you weren't Stan one Saverin. of them. Was Stan, that Stan? That's Stan. And he goes, and you weren't one of them. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's funny because uh, every every uh, reporter that I've talked to uh, that uh, interviewed Chuck when he was around uh, talked about uh, if you would talk about non-football issues. He was a he was a great conversationalist. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, you know. Right, but when you talk football, yeah, he, understand. Yeah, he 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 was there he, was there he, was he'd look at you like a, yeah, there was Chuck's way and there was any other way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then and and Chuck was uh, great. Uh, so 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 Mike Tomlin uh, was asked uh, because Steve Nelson uh, was playing with a chip on his shoulder. Do you like coaching with guys that? Are, that have chips on their shoulder. And, uh, uh, you know, Steve was overlooked for his talent. And, I, I you know, that one of the things I heard uh, from Edie 
she was talking about uh, uh, the uh, uh, they like flying under the radar. Yeah, they like being under radar. Who's that? Uh, the Steelers. Oh, yeah, and uh, well, you've always said as we've always known, they yeah. played best when they got that chip on their yeah, shoulder, right? You know, back against the wall, fist balled up, right? Underestimate, underestimate, and <laughs> easy for me to say, right? Underestimate yeah. what I'm, uh, you know, what I'm about, and yeah. let's go. And yeah. that's the, that challenge is what spurs so many great moments, right? And and uh, uh, Steve uh, has been overlooked for his talent, uh, Steve Nelson. And and he, you know, he's low maintenance. He's highly professional. Uh, and Joe Hayden and Steve Nelson are very, very, uh, very good. Complimentary. Uh, they they complement it. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I I, I love him. I, I, I love Steve Nelson. There's deep appreciation whenever I hear the word spoken from a coach. He's low maintenance. Yeah. Because to me, that says there's a man of. Uh, Great confidence, yeah. great character and integrity, such as Steve Nelson, a guy who is uh, very capable of understanding. You get in, you get your work done, you take care of business, you prepare, prehab, rehab, all that stuff during the week, all the film work. You make detailed uh, you know, notes on the whole thing, and then you go out and perform. Yeah. And he's ready to go. Whenever that, yeah. that starting bell is there, man, he is ready to perform. Right. And, uh, you know, the, this team – it's going to be ready to perform. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm really confident. and it starts Monday, baby. Uh, I'm really confident in this team. All right, four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the. By locker the way, room. we get lunch. You know. Yeah, yeah, we get Free lunch. lunch. Yeah. Like- for us we're still you know transitioning into football and there's a lot of significant work to be done in that regard um you know more than anything we're talking about uh culture building things how we practice how we compete professionally how we compete appropriately based on attire um this week we're now in helmets and so we talk about some environmental things that we value and the work that we can get done when you're working in helmets some things that we need to stay away from you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, that's uh, Mike Tomlin talking about uh, the progression of practice. The helmets uh, this week uh, has, uh, uh, you know, been good. And uh, their sleds, shields, shoots, uh, and um, they, they've been getting after it. They have been getting after it. It's nice to see that we're moving and progressing towards the actual putting on of the pads and having some guys going after it. I want to see the one-on-ones. I want to see team. I want to see all the good stuff that you you can get in this day and age in football and and football progressing. I, I think we all need it. I mean, how how buggy can you go from a lockdown situation right. now as we proceed forward? There's excitement building, man, and I am so excited right. myself just to, you know, get some eyes on some some guys, uh, you know, playing football. Right, 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 right. You know, and uh, um, it's gonna be uh, interesting. Monday, we're gonna see uh, full pads. 
And, uh, you know, we're going to try to figure out. So what do you think? You think they're going to come on and, and go right after it? Yeah. You, do you think at all they're going to be any sort of, you know, deci- deciding maybe, okay, we're going to uh, – a little wave-like action here. Monday yeah. it'll be, you know, kind of like uh, accelerated shells with full pads. No. I, you think, I think you think I he's going to make. I a, think it's going to. You think he tackle? Right. Is he going to do a tackle? I think he's going to get right into it, mm. because he talked about this these two weeks and his uh, the uh, these three days with the helmets, and. Uh, but again, you know, he 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 had that qualifier, and it's you know whatever we see and feel, if we need to pull back or to move forward, you know, it's all. All based on how he perceives everybody right. and what where you know where they're at. So this will be exciting. So yeah. we, we don't know what's going to happen Monday. So you know one of the things uh, you keep hearing about the running game. You keep uh, hearing about the San Francisco running game, uh, the Seattle running game. Um, and uh, do you think the the running game is coming back? Uh, you, I would you know, hope so. Full circle. You know, when Ben's last full year, uh, we were about it was like sixty forty run pass. Right. You know what I a pass run. I'm sorry. Right. Um, I, I want to see more of a balanced approach. Yeah. I get it. You got a Hall of Famer. Why not let him? You know, pull the ripcord on that passing game. But the fact of the matter is, I think that you can get too heavy. With the pass, and, right? You know, you get people that, um, you know, and especially when you get into uh, the the bad weather football later in the year, you right. need a running game, and yeah. you need a running game through the playoffs. I right? Mean, you just have to. Yeah. And so, I would like to see the reestablishment of a running game. And make sure that you, you you stay dialed into it all season long. Right. You know, and uh, um, Gary Kubiak is the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings now, and he's going to be the play caller, uh, and uh, he was tutored uh, under Mike Shanahan. And Mike Shanahan was, uh, when he was under Bill Walsh uh, and San Francisco 49ers, he enjoyed the uh, the quickness of the West Coast offense, but he didn't enjoy the running game. Right. And so when he, when, when he was head coach at Denver, he called in Alex Gibbs to, uh, to, Put in the outside, outside zone. zone, right? And that that they, you know, they ran the outside zone exclusively, and boots, uh, you know, boot legs off that, yeah, yep. misdirection, and that, that he was very, very successful. He won two Super Bowls. It is very successful, and it was very successful back then, especially when, uh, you, you know, you had not really seen it anymore. All right, you know, what I mean, the, that was new. You didn't yeah. see the outside zone much. Yeah, remember all the years, uh, Casey Hampton in that era. Yeah, the problems they had with you know the the outside zone. Yeah, Houston uh, got us. Yeah, right. And when we you know, the, the thing is, though, it's now become more mainstream. Right, and it's not. Um, to me, it's the the emphasis just hasn't been on the running game because of the fact you got so much scoring going up, and yeah. you know. You got all the red zone stuff, and you got the fantasy football, and everybody wants, you know, points and everything. And I think the NFL's kind of really pushed the pedal with too much worry about the points and not enough about the productive game as overall, and that includes the running game. Right, right. And you know, uh, one of the things uh, I would uh, do is I would run the outside running game 
But I would run the tracking trapping game too. Yes, because when you uh, you know you know you know you fake the guy out, mm-hmm. uh, you put your uh, head on the right side, he's gonna jump, right. and that and that uh, trapping game will open up, and so. Uh, well, I think inside inside zone is just as important. I mean, not even inside zone. You get those the double teams. Right. Come straight off the ball. Right. You got to include some of that offense. You come straight off the ball and yeah. have at it. All right, we're gonna go to the phones. Who do we have on the phone, Jake? Ozzy, uh, welcome, Ozzy. Uh, you're in the locker room, bro. Good morning, guys. Yeah. How are you, Ozzy? I'm doing great. Good. I'm, it's uh. Fat guy Friday, right? Right. So you got it, buddy. Today, so. <laughs> Speaking of that, you were talking about donuts. Oh, yesterday, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. If you're ever in southeast Kansas or in Oklahoma, they have uh, our donut shops are called Daylight Donuts. And Ooh. I've had donuts a lot of different places, and it's hard to beat. Oh. Krispy Kreme's fresh. Oh. Krispy Kreme's fresh or, you know, right off the thing, definitely, but. The daylight donuts, I think, are hard to beat. If so. you ever get up here, my friend Ozzy, you want to go to Beaver Falls and you want Orums. Yeah. On spectacular Orms. Yeah. Orums. O R A M S. Yeah. They uh-huh. are absolutely spectacular. But daylight donuts, Beaver huh? Falls. All right. Do not they clear. have uh, gluten free donuts? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they do or not. I never have asked because I'm. Yeah. Who wants gluten free, right, Ozzy? Uh, you know, but every time I eat gluten, I get uh, heartburn. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. My wife's been having some stomach issues, so I'm going to have to let her know that. Yeah. So, so yeah. What, hey, what you I, got? Um,. Just a couple things. Uh, first, I'm I had a college scholarship. I'm I'm not a, I've never been at your guys' level, but we know as competitors, yeah, and as the game and how people just say, "Oh, it's just a game," and you guys have made comments. You guys would have played for free, yeah. And yeah. I felt I I actually coached junior college football for free because <laughs> I just love the game yes. and players back in 2020. Uh, but and I know. In our script, in the scriptures, we're not supposed to be anxious about anything. But I'm right. gonna be honest. I, I'm a sinner because I am anxious because <laughs> me and my dad's relationship was pretty rocky throughout my whole life. But it was the only thing we really talked about is sports. And he's uh, <clears throat> had health issues to where he has to walk with the walker and mm. no sports on TV. That's 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 what he you know right. That's what he enjoys. So I just. And people are bad mouthing the NFL for pushing this through and trying to still have the the games and everything. But I just, I think it's important. I think yes, it's important, Ozzy. Me, yes, sir. You I, know? I agree. And totally. I, and uh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, the only point I'm making, Ozzy, is you're speaking truth because there's a lot of people who don't have accessibility to, you know, travel and all those kinds of things that that expand and enrich your life. And one of the things that, that people love, and I go back to in the 70s, you know, and, and of course, Tunch and I weren't part of the 70s, but, you know, I had so many steel workers. Tunch and I both talked to them, and they said through the hard times, when the steel mills were going down, right. when they couldn't, you know, they didn't even know if they could put food on the table the coming week. You know, he said, I remember this guy saying, I had the Steelers game, and that gave me something to look forward to. And by golly, that was three hours every Sunday that I could just Relax and enjoy right. and root and cheer. Yeah, and you know that those things are important, and they right. are important as you've just talked about. 
And that relates to the playing the game itself as players, uh, because I know dealing with things and then that was my outlet was being able to take my aggressions out on the field sure. legally. Yeah. Not like Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. We we always say we if we did on the field uh in the streets, we would have been locked up. <laughs> yeah. That's what I told some of my young kids when my son played ball. I said, This is the only sport that you can actually shove somebody down and not get in trouble, you know. Ozzie, I came from a rally talk at halftime and we won. I came from a small brethren assembly church, right? You turned the other cheek. And when I found out I could be celebrated for the things that would get me in so much trouble yeah. amongst the brother. I was like, yes, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where did you um, go to college? Where did you go to college, buddy? I, I just, I had some scholarships to play college football, but I, I, I had moved out my senior year because me and my dad didn't get along. Oh, okay. I'd been working at the plant for several years. I coached at Independence Community College. It's in our town here. It's been on hard, not hard knocks. Uh, uh, 30, 30. Yeah. No, not 30, 30. Um, oh, gone. It's on net. It was a Netflix thing. Uh, I don't have Netflix. Here's the thing about that, Ozzy. You can make a difference in pouring in life into other people's lives. And that's one of the beautiful things about coaching. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. I, my son was only four and I was working. I was coaching after I got off my nine-hour day at work, mm-hmm. and I was having to go back. So I was getting about four hours of sleep a night that yeah. year. So I, I I actually chose my family over football, and I always wanted to be a, a teacher and a coach. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, my goal, dream was to play in the NFL. Of course, I'm only 5'8", not very big at that time. Now I'm big because I – you know, I eat everything like wolf. You know, that's my... <laughs> I knew we were copacetic, buddy. Uh, you know it, brother. Uh, All right. God, God bless you, Ozzy. Thank you. We're proud of you. Uh, uh, take care. Yes, be well, brother. We got to right. go. God bless you. you. Too. Have a good weekend. Uh, uh, Thank you, Ozzy. We're going to take a break. Uh, he's wolf. I'm touching. You're in the locker room. <laughs> getting familiar with the level of conditioning that these guys are coming to us in and and getting a feel for their ability to take in and retain information that was delivered to them remotely are are two of the key variables that determine the pace in which we move. And so those are our intentions, but we're we're willing to adjust based on what transpires between now and then. Um, And that's really our mentality about this, this next month or so. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, I wonder how much, like, looser material Fat Elvis had to put into his jumpsuits. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, you know, at some point, you know, the jumpsuit's getting a little old. Yeah. 
Yeah. The karate kicks, you're about to pull a hammy. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You might want to back off on that a little. Uh, well, well, you know, Elvis's music was great. Oh, what? Hunk a hunk of burning love. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. But it, then it should have been like a massive hunk of burning right, love after right. he got a little yeah. chunky there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about uh, the condition the guy's in and the, their knowledge um, and uh, how they're going to go. Uh, you know, and I, I think, uh, uh, you know, the, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the development of uh, uh, this, the Steelers offense, uh, you know, you know, David, uh, it's a combination. You know, David was talking about the running game. David talking DeCastro. about the Castro. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, you know, and he said, you guys love to talk about the running game. Uh, but it's a combination of balance. You can't have a good running game without a good passing game, and uh, that's what New England did. Uh, uh, New England w- when won the sixth Super Bowl. They were running the ball a lot, but uh, you know Tom Brady was throwing the ball a lot, uh, and uh, I think the Steelers are focusing on the running game. You know Eddie Faulkner said we have uh, we have gone through uh, with a, a fine tooth comb. And he said, and someone asked, him, what, "What are you going to do different?" He said, "I can't divulge that. Uh, what we're going, you know, what we're going to do right. this year." Yeah, no doubt about it. There's yeah. going to be some wrinkles. Yeah. You, you know, the fact that he's talking about, we've already talked about it with Matt Canada. There is going to be some selective input allowed in, right? And you're going to see some uh, different things. I think that uh, I think we'll. we'll Support the run game and the pass game. Yeah, you know, and the motion is the big thing. Yeah, and you know? and, uh, and use it. Yeah, go and, ahead and use it. You got a, the, a a Hall of Fame quarterback. You got 17 years of experience right. there. He can handle whatever it is that you got to nominate yes. him with. He can handle in that gore to his. You know, yeah. he's got the physical capabilities of executing it. He's got the uh, the mental capacities to be able to uh, understand and control the whole offense. And by golly, dead gummit, use it. Yeah, and and Ben uh, will know, uh, you know, if the safety's in the box. And, you know, I I love when he's under center and he's he's, uh, check with me Mm -hmm. Uh, because the, uh, you know, when when he's check with me and he's under center, it's it's dual run, pass, run, pass. And if he gets the uh, safety in the box, he could throw the ball. Right. Uh, and uh, if he, and it's he, as simple as that. Yeah. You know, and I, I like the fact that, um, you know, with the two tight end look, you got a little bit more power available right. to you. I'm hoping that Zach Gentry is able to contribute too. Right. He's such a big bodied guy. Yeah. Six And eight. I think, you know, if he gets, if he becomes a little bit like Matt Spath, you know. Matt was a tough guy. Yeah. Matt, you know, Matt didn't catch too many footballs, but uh, there weren't many coming his right. way Matt, either. Matt was a tough guy. But Matt was a tough guy, and he was a ball up your fist, put your forehead in the chin of somebody, and take him off the line of scrimmage. Right. He could capture the end of the line, the edge setter. And that's what you need out of a, a guy like Zach Gentry. Yeah. You know, that would be helpful and hopeful that he's able to – Add some of that. Jesse James yeah. got better. Yeah, Jesse you know? James. Uh, uh, he was not very good when he first came here, yeah, but he, he got better. Yeah, he got better. And uh, I, I look for Zach to be able to be, uh, you know, to, to apply much the same. Yeah, I think um, Zach's going to be a good receiver. Um, but I don't 
you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just hoping that he got into doing a lot of deep squats with manhole covers. Yeah. All right? You get some strength like that, you can walk people off the yeah, line of scrimmage. Yeah, get, you get strength in your legs. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Chuck always talked about the under and up. And if you can do that, and especially at that outside position, because even when you are um, – when you run in outside zones, that guy, you're at the point of attack. Right. You know, you're the tight ends. The tight, yeah. yeah. So he's got to come off and put that chin in there and go. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Chuck had us do was doing extended squats. Oh, uh, the, oh that the, was painful. Yeah, that was a painful. Uh, and with your knees going in, yeah. Coach, that was, you know, we kept trying to tell him, look, it's the, the, making my knees burn. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the ligaments. You know, it's an awkward position to be in. and I understand he wanted to simulate the position you're in when you squat on a bull rush and get under and up but at the same time you're you're, you're damaging the you're wearing the ligaments thin is yeah. what I felt like yeah 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 and, and you're he said put your knees in when you squat yeah. and I you know we didn't like that no yeah you know we used to because it, he, remember Colby used to like just turn his head you know yeah like oh yeah they did it yeah, yeah. I saw him do something and do, he'd, do you remember when um uh, we were doing mirror dodge on the treadmill, and oh. then uh, uh, he, oh, he came goodness. on, and, <laughs> and, and he did. We mirror, got our revenge on that yeah, one, Chalooch. Yeah, yeah, he was doing mirror dodge, and he fell down on on the the switch over uh, on the switch. He was over. trying to switch, shuffling sideways. Yeah, and then you'd flip over and and reverse so that if you were facing out, you're facing against the wall or yeah. something like that. And then he increased. The pace of the treadmill, right, and that's when things went awry. Yeah, and he he, and he looked like a uh, he, he looked like a, a bottle Jetson of pop uh, on uh, on the grocery store. Uh, oh, poor coach. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget because he shot off that treadmill, right, and he was down at the end, and it was like rubbing against yeah. his face, and he got up and he was like, it shook "And him you up can't be bit. you can't be too cocky." Can't, yeah, but the funny part was. I looked over now. Remember, Colby had a he was, clear glass, you know, yeah, office, and he was eating his egg salad sandwich. No, no, and it he was a turkey that. one. No, All no, right. he spit it out, and it, the mustard stuck to the uh, the, the glass. Yeah, <laughs> he couldn't believe it because he knew Coach was going over, and he was gonna. Chuck was about to have a moment with us, which he, you know, yeah. frequently did. He'd coach us up, and so when he did that, and that happened. And I mean, John just, oh, oh it was too funny. It was, and, and uh, by the time oh. he walked down the hall, we, 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 we spread it. Yeah, we, we, we already spreading the word, man. Yeah. You should have seen this one. And you know, Terry Long said, I, uh, he, he said, I felt sorry for Chuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we didn't feel sorry for Chuck. <laughs> Maybe a little, yeah, you know, but we love the guy. Yeah, we um, love him. It was just funny because sometimes he would just coach you so hard and so tenuously, yeah, um, and in in intensely, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, well, you know, yeah, got him. So anyhow, that was that was one of those great experiences in the yeah. weight room, which yeah. there weren't the, there weren't all that many, yeah. <laughs> You know, I look at this whole thing, uh, uh, and one of the things that, again, I had alluded to earlier and want to go back to is the fact that Jalen Samuels has been removed from the COVID-19 list, yeah. which I think is really important because, again, we come back to right now you're standing with a team that's virtually um, COVID-free. Right now they're, they're, they're tested. Nobody's opted out. Nobody is, um, 
you know, uh, testing positive for COVID, and you want to keep it like this. Yeah. And this is going to be something where this this will take discipline and detailed uh, instruction given to the players and received by the players and executed by the players. Yeah. This is close to a bubble situation is I think you're going to get going right now unless yeah. we see something drastic change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh... – I I think that uh you know I'm not I'm not sure how many guys are gonna get sick. Uh you know. Right. Hopefully none. But the fact is you are sitting right now as COVID free as, as you could be. All yeah. right. Nobody's on the list. Nobody's opted out. You're moving forward. Your guys understand there's no sneaking of anybody into a team hotel or anything like that, like in Seattle. Um, but at the same time, you've got all the, the apparatus in place, and these guys are going into the buildings. They're getting tested. They're getting, uh, you know, the, the meters put on them or whatever it is, or, you know, you don't get too close. How do you, I can't figure that. What's that thing do? Like the beep, like warning beepers when, yeah. you, you know, you get too close? Cause if I don't know. Because I'm sitting here, oh, we're, we're a good six feet. Yeah. We're over six feet here. Right, we're yeah. over six feet. But, I mean, you know, if you come around the table and you're still sitting there with that thing go, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, your belly's closer to me. than. <laughs> nice shot. That was good. That was good. Uh, I can appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, uh, Jamal Adams uh, was traded from the Jets to uh, Seattle. But Greg Williams says – Jamal might get bored because uh, Seattle does not do what we do. We blitz more, and Pete Carroll says we don't make as many mistakes as as, uh, as they do. <laughs> we got a little tete-a-tete going yeah, back and forth that there was between funny. Pete Carroll and Greg Williams. Yeah, and and Greg Williams. And Greg says, Williams is such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he says all we all they do is play cover three. Uh, <laughs> you know that, that's funny because uh, you, you, Jamal uh, Williams. Jamal, Jamal Adams. 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 Jamal Adams. He had a little going back and forth with Lev Bell. Yeah. And it was literally, um, it was, it was, I can't remember all the aspects of it, but it was literally Jamal was doing the very thing that Lev had done, and Lev right. was criticizing him yeah. for not being a team player. Oh, and like going, boy, yeah. You know, this this is really funny. Yeah. It, it is, it's humorous. You can't believe that uh, you would have the gall to do that. But, yeah. And I guess Jamal Adams had some, uh, uh, some uh, cutting, you know, uh, words for lab, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, Seattle and uh, the Jets are playing week 14. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be an interesting that, to that'll watch. That'll be an interesting game. Especially Lev versus yeah. Jamal Adams. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I just uh, think that's uh that's That'll be circled on the calendar, yeah, no I'm, doubt about I'm gonna it. I'm going to circle that on my calendar, too, because <laughs> I want to watch it. I, I don't want to miss that. That's that's because we're moving forward with football, baby. Right? Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's, I, that's I'm so, so happy we're moving oh. forward f- with football. Shnikes, man. Yeah. I don't think I can show up at this uh, studio every day much more longer. Right. No football well, happening. No football. Yeah, well, 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 we're done. <laughs> no more football. <laughs> you can tell Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm no, not I, saying I, nothing. You know, what, 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 <laughs> if there was no football, what would we talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There would go the free lunch, too. Yeah, yeah. Golly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, George Kittle, five years, $75 million. 
Wow. Oh, boy, you talk about wow. an extension yeah, there. Yeah. Five years. Seventy-five million. Seventy-five million. Now, how much of that is guaranteed, did it say? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, boy, you know, I remember when we had 37 five, uh, 25 for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we thought we were kings of the world, man. Yeah, what I, I remember. Um, we we I made 35, 45, 55, and 65 of my first four years. 30, uh, no, 25, 35, 45, 55, my first four years. And, th- and then when we made over $100,000, we thought we were rich. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we, we thought, oh, boy, we're going to— Oh, gonna- man, we are busting uh, the bank, baby. We're, we're, we're not going to have to work another day in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> How wrong were we? Oh, were we wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So very wrong. Yeah, because a hundred thousand dollars was was astronomical in it our was day. Back in our day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about our dads, what yeah. they made. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah. I would say probably. I, mean, I can't even think what my dad. Yeah, made. I, I can't think. My 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 it dad was way down. And, yeah, yeah. And I think you got. In my family, you know, you got five kids, and well, I was an only child. Yeah, and we we came to America, uh, and uh, you know, we we lived in the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, we we we. My dad was a hard worker. Uh, you know, he worked on Saturdays, uh, and uh, he was he was working for uh, a, a brokerage house. Right, and he was the uh, he was the business manager, and he was an accountant. Uh, so he was my dad uh, was a mathematical genius, and so my math was bad. How could and, that happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I took Mehmet. after I took Easy. after my mom. <laughs> You're gonna blame poor yeah, item yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, and so my dad was helping me with my algebra, and uh, he said, "Don't you get it?" And I said, "No, <laughs> no, no." <laughs> I yeah. flunked math twice. What yeah. are we going to say? Yeah. I was terrible. Yeah, I was terrible, That's too. That's we played offensive line. You only got to count to three. Yeah, yeah. Even Bradshaw couldn't hold on four. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. Particularly in this environment, I think continuity is an asset. Um, you know, in the offensive line, um, it probably gives you an advantage in terms of some of the unforeseen things that you could see in stadiums at the early portions of the season that you don't have a lot of video evidence of. Uh, that shared past experience that those guys have uh, has the potential to be an asset to them, no doubt. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I like meatloaf. I do, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's a rocket yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He's got a tremendous voice, or did have a tremendous yeah. voice. I don't know what he's doing now or yeah. how that goes, but uh, he certainly, that was a, a great album. That was when uh, yeah. I was in high school, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was in college. It was in college. college? Yeah, okay, yeah. maybe college. Yeah. 
You know, but tremendous. Just loved it. Yeah. Um, so we're back, and uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about the continuity and uh, the challenge uh, that the first week's going to be because no preseason. Uh, but he didn't say that. But uh, th- that's the but way it's going to be. The point is yeah. also there's no video. Right. What are you, you going to do? You go to the Giants game. You don't even have any preseason. And, and I mean, no preseason and, games to and, be able and, to watch. And, uh, and Joe Judge uh, is a new coach. Uh, you know, he was a Nick Saban uh, pupil, and he was a Belichick mentee. Yeah. So, so Joe Judge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about it, and what I thought Mike made a very nice point of, is the fact that with no video evidence coming up. To before that Giants game, even yeah. talking about the Giants game, but the fact is, that's where I'm I'm going with this. Uh, you, you're gonna how do you base what you you know knowing that what the guys are numbers and everything? I mean, it's crazy. Well, um, uh, Jared was uh, Jared's going to be the offensive coordinator in the Giants, uh, and um, you you know you knew what he ran ran down at Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, but that, you know, it's still different, you know, the personnel and everything. Yeah. To me, it's just an awkward situation because it's like walking into a minefield not knowing where the mines are at. Yeah, yeah. All right, we, uh, we're we going to phones. Who's on the phone, buddy? Tim from Austin, Texas. Tim, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, Tim? And have you gone by the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue in Austin? I've not, not recently. Okay. All right. You're forgiven. No, Come uh, ahead. We're, we're originally from uh, Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio. We moved down here a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just want to let Wolf know he needs to come down. This is a uh, – it's a, it's a fat guy paradise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, Salt Lick is, the Salt Lick is a great barbecue place. Did you, have, you ever, oh, yeah. have you ever eaten at the Salt Lick? Yep, we're about a half an hour away from the Salt Lake. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live down in Buda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not far from us at all. Wonderful. So, but just wanted to tell you guys, you know, we really, uh, really appreciate your, you know, your love for the Lord and, you know, being un- unapologetic about that. And um, it's just a breath of fresh air. I've been listening to you guys for several years and. Um, just wanted to call and let you know that. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank Appreciate you. that very much. Thank it's you. very kind to of you. Yeah, God bless you, bro. Yeah, God bless when, you. When you go and have at it at the Salt Lake, you can think of uh, me, you know, and say, you know, shoot me a text. Send me a picture. Hey, <laughs> if you if you come down here, Wolf, we'll go on what I like to call the meat sweat tour. We'll Whoa. Oh, you're talking the language of love uh, now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, can I come too? We'll take a lightweight yeah. with us, you know. Let's go. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. Yes, great talking to you. All right. All right God man, bless you. Care. God bless you. Thank you for. Uh, that was uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the salt lick. That the just salt lick. Good. Yeah, it, it is good. Yeah. Uh, it. It. Um, you know. Um, I might have to Google that. Yeah, salt lick. Uh, and there's a lot of um, Mexican restaurants that are really great. Down really, there. I'll yeah. bet. You know yeah. what? I just love that. I Southwestern. love Mexican food. Oh. Yeah, I love Mexican food. Um, and so, uh, so Mike Tomlin was talking about the continuity, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, in Joe Judge and uh, Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator, 
and um, uh, we're going to see what what happens. What, what it kind will of be exciting, but again, the run up to and and right. how detailed can the scouting report be when you're going to have to take a lot of supposition right. off of what Jason Garrett ran in right. Dallas, yeah, and go forward with that. And Joe Judge, you know, uh, he, you know, he's he ran. Um, I wonder, if, I wonder if Joe Judge knows Judge Judy. Yeah. You think? I don't know. So, you know, yesterday yesterday was... Well, it's an important thing. I yeah. mean, you know, you get those things conflated Judge in your gourd. Judge Judy. Yeah, Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. Judge, Judge Judy. Joe Judge Judy. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday was uh, a tight end day. Uh, George Kittle had his new contract. And Travis Kelsey, four years, $57 million. Okay, well, uh, George Kittle. George Kittle, five years, $75 million. Uh, uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, four years, $57 million. Hmm, I wonder why uh, you only go four years instead of five and 57 well, you know, instead of 57 that's a, you know, that's a lot I, of cheddar, you, you, man. You can't spend $57 million. I could try. <laughs> At the Salt Lick, look out, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that they were showing on NFL Network uh, was Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady uh, was throwing it. And Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert uh, has big pipes. Does you he? Know, yeah. He, I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. And, uh, he, you know, he was, uh, he, he's got big pipes. And B.A. was in the cart. Uh, Tom Moore was on the field with the wideouts. Where did you watch this? Uh, on the NFL, the NFL Network, yeah, okay. yeah, and uh, and Gronk was catching all of Brady's passes. Uh, you know what? I wonder how his back is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it it's good. Yeah, he I think looks it's good. Great. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I uh, I'm I, I Tom Brady likes to check down. Ba likes to go deep. Yeah, don't check it down. How do you, how is that going to work out? I think and and just. Having gotten the opportunity to know B.A., uh, B.A. is going to let Tom Brady be Tom Brady. Right, right. You know, this is this yeah. is all. You understand this is not about grooming somebody for greatness. This is already greatness, and you're trying to uh, take the last vestiges of it yeah. and make it something, you know, make something happen quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's this is, to me, it's going to be about, uh, okay, Tom, oh, what do you want to run? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way I see it. I, I, now, I, I thought it was interesting too, because uh, um, we had um, Joe Montana was talking about the situation Tom Brady's in, and right. he was saying, you know, hey, you know, don't worry about the outside noise and all that other stuff, and you're going to go in his new place. I thought it was interesting because you know Joe Montana went from the great San Francisco years to two years in to Kansas, Kansas City, City, yeah, you know, and uh, it was. I thought it was kind of neat, you know, one legend talking to another legend that's about to join the retired legend at some point here. And you, you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, was uh, idolizes Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the, he lived in uh, Palo Alto. Oh, okay. He grew that up in Palo Alto. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's uh, so TB12. So did do you think uh, Joe Montana has a? Uh, JM twelve or something like that. No, I don't think so. Or JM sixteen because yeah. he was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, and and, and uh, uh, I was surprised that um, Tom Brady didn't go to Stanford because he lived right there, Palo wow. Alto. Yeah. Where did he go? He went to Michigan. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he, he went to a cold place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I do yeah. That. I, I you know I I thought he would go. You know, I I, th- I don't know that was was he recruited by Stanford? Was he recruited by USC? Was he recruited by you, UCLA? How do you account for a seventh round draft pick or whatever he was? He was you know lower round, um, coming out of Michigan. You know, not highly rated or nothing yeah. like that, and just being phenomenal, maybe the greatest ever. Well, you know what, uh, uh, players, some players get better as they get older um you know and uh that's the way it is i think you know part of it is coming into the nfl when there was a greater push to secure the the health and longevity of the stars i think you know the combination of him being locked in with belichick and everything like that makes for interesting yeah you know conversation uh it, it just to me is amazing that at the age of 43 I mean, remember He's George Blanda playing. was older. Yeah, but you know, Blanda only played intermittently. He, he was kicked. a kicker. Yeah, you know? I mean, that was basically it. Yeah, but Brady is just Joe. Unbelievable. Uh, was uh, Blanda older? I think he was forty-seven when his final. Really? Checking that. Yeah, Jacob, can you Google that for me? How old George Blanda was? Yeah, George... he was from Youngwood, right here on the way out yeah, to training that's camp. Right, right, home of George Blanda. Yeah, but he was uh, he was older. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. Go ahead. So he was born in September of 1927. Yeah. Okay. So how's that? Uh, so when did he retire? Did it say anything about, yeah, how long he played? And... He was born in 1927. He started, he was drafted in 1949. 22 years. until 1975. 75. Okay, do the math. Yeah. I can't think of it. What's the math? Come on, guys. <laughs> I can't. It's it's working too hard. <laughs> Come on, Jacob, bail us out here. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-five. How he played until he was forty-eight. Forty-eight. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now he was kicking. Yeah. Was, but was, he. That was but, so bad. We're sitting there. We're going. Come on, man. Figure it out. Yeah. Don't but embarrass Daryl Lamonica <laughs> got hurt, and he he played. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's absolutely spectacular. You think about he was. I wonder. The oldest when he started a game at quarterback, um, I remember that was it was in his forties. Yeah, but at forty-eight years old. Wow, that's just tremendous. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yes. Um, why do you think Paxton Lynch was not in the picture last year of backup, and is he going to be in the picture this year? To me, from my understanding, Paxton Lynch wasn't in the picture because he was not. Um, textbook capable at yeah. that point you know he was part of the rap for better or worse i don't know if it's true yeah. but uh, part of the buzz that you heard coming from you know uh mile high uh was the fact that uh, paxton lynch didn't pay much attention to his studies yeah. as much as he could have right that's the that's the rap i i i found him to be very intelligent yeah uh, very he's excellent a good guy dude. too yeah i, six, I liked six. him yeah, I was Big hanging arm. out. Yeah, you know, Big riding arm. on the on the on the way to the stadium with him. Just had a conversation. He was very intelligent and tuned into you know what was going on. Um, so I found that the the noise, the the, the things that you know, he enjoyed uh, playing video games rather than studying yeah. the book. Well, and stuff I like thought that. I thought last year, he came in late. 
Right. Uh, and, well, he was picked uh, up late. Yeah, yeah, he was picked up late, and he uh, didn't grasp the offense completely. Right. I think he's grasping the offense completely this year. Well, what's got to be more frustrating is those thousand reps in the OTAs, the mini camps. That would have been great learning grounds right, for Paxton right. yeah. Lynch. Yeah, but you know, uh, he's learned it through Zoom. Yeah, but that's not the same as being out on the field yeah, and running yeah, the offense. But, but that's I, the problem. I, mean, I, I think he ran the offense last year. and uh, Well, he uh, was always running the practice the squad practice stuff. Squad, yeah. But my point being is it, it's got to be a little frustrating to him because you had to sit there at the end of last year and go, you know, I could, I could move up. I could be backing up Ben or something, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then have the fall, the uh, the spring season just fall away from you. I I, I think um, I think he is. Yeah. You know what? Uh, th- this season, um, dude's got a gun. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. He's got a big arm. Uh, and uh, you know I like him. I, I'm a oh, fan. Oh, very much. Yeah, I'm like a fan. Uh, you know the fact that um, a lot of college football is not going to be played this year, right? Uh, and so do we get football Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's for, uh, that's a bigger pay grade than, uh, than I carry around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested in how many games they change around. They move to Saturday. Yes. They move to Friday night. Uh, and you know, there's but you gonna... still have college conferences that are going to play, right? You know, that's the interesting thing to me. That I'm sitting there going, well, if you got some guys are going to play, are you? And I think I saw something about the championship game has been called off. There's not going, they're not going to crown a right. college champion this right. year. But then, if you're the guy that has the best record this year, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, 412-919-1316. Just when I had a deep thought. Yeah, wow. well, y- your your deep thought was wonderful. My thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's waters run deep. All right, we're going to take a break. This is my bladder. Yeah, he's both. I'm touch, and you're in the locker room. to like to walk the street and narrow line. I used to- you know, I'm not necessarily talking about the gamer discussion when I'm talking about creating game-like circumstances. I'm talking about getting an opportunity to evaluate situational awareness, things that you don't often do in a practice setting, boxes that often get checked in preseason stadiums, such as a guy's ability to, to move from playing linebacker to left guard on punt team and knowing when to take the field and being engaged in, in transitional things like that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, you know, I I, I like what Mike was saying. Uh, he, he He's saying that, uh, you know, everything's going to be a challenge because the lack of Preseason games. Uh, you know, special teams, get out there. <laughs> you know, when, it, when he says lack of awareness or awareness, right. you know, with uh, non-scripted football. And yeah. that's what a game is. Yeah. It's, it's all, And I, it takes me back to um, the one preseason game 
Um, I remember uh, it was my rookie or second year. I was a single yeah. guy back then, of yeah. course, and uh, I happened to strike up a conversation with a cheerleader. Yeah, <laughs> during the game. So, yeah, some point I don't know how that happened. Yeah. right. So the punt team's out there, and all of a sudden, I, somebody's yelling. We're down a man. Also, I just realized I tore off. And, you, and I'm like, you were not there. I, I wasn't. I came out late. I, I, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta stay in the game, right? And you shouldn't be talking to cheerleaders. You, you shouldn't like, be talking to cheerleaders. <laughs> no, that's just a bad move. Yeah, man. that was a bad that move. All, that could have been really bad. Right, if Chuck. If Chuck knew what I'd done, yeah, he uh, would have. Yeah, he would have. He would have cut you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, yeah. Um, Mike is talking about those things that occur in the preseason that you don't, you know, really account for in practice. Right. I mean, you don't have cheerleaders at practice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, stay, keep between the lines, boys. Keep right. your mind where it should be. Yeah, and th- that's what uh, um, uh, Mr. Rooney. Uh, hasn't had cheerleaders, right. uh, and and he said uh, when when he was asked, "How come you guys don't have cheerleaders?" He said, "My our fans know no when, when to, to cheer." cheer. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that was a great comeback. You know, um, I, DMR, you just love the man. Yeah, uh, boy, do we miss him. But yeah, anyhow, faster. Monday starts seven shots. You think? Yeah. You think we come out and go yeah. seven shots? Yeah. That will be interesting to see if they do that right away. I'm trying right. to remember if they did that. Yeah, that that that, that was the very regular, first thing. Yeah, did, was it the uh, very first thing? Seven because, shots is at, uh is at the three yard line, and is um, right. But I'm trying to remember was that indoctrinated when regular season football started, or did they? No, they did it, it all in camp. Through? Okay, they did it in camp. Oh, that's right. That's okay. right. You know, yeah, I remember when Danny did it. Yeah, right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your son-in-law. Yeah, my son-in-law, yeah. Danny. He he Danny was, Cole. he uh, was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. He went. In, uh, he played on the practice squad. Went to the Indianapolis Colts, and then he went to the Steelers. Right. Uh, and then he shattered his uh, uh, finger. Boy, he did. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, um, moving right along with that, I'm excited because we get talking about the fact that you got seven shots. I wonder, do we see backs on backers, and at yeah. what point do we see goal line and all that sort of thing? Um, you know, any short yardage drills. To me, cut the dogs loose. Let's see what we got. Do you think there's going to be a Friday night scrimmage? I don't believe that there's going to be a Friday night scrimmage per se. Yeah. Um, because the whole COVID thing, not going to let people in. Right. Yeah, well, you know? I, I, I'm not expecting to allow people that, in. But... That was the point of having a Friday right. night practice. Yeah, right, but uh, I, I understand. Taking it to it. the streets, baby. But, but Little you, Doobie Brothers. But, you know, Monday night, we're going to open up on Monday night. Right. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that Mike Tomlin will want to go to uh, a night practice to simulate the Monday night game. I'm rather doubtful because he hasn't done that in any other years. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, you know, if, if it's a 1 o'clock start or because, 4 o'clock. Because, or, he, he, because he had the Friday night lights. It was just one time. Yeah, but, but you know. The, 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 you know uh, well, we'll mark the tape and yeah. see if he, he does indeed yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, um, thinking I, that In my will, mind, but, he does the Friday night lights because it's for the people. Right, right. Having the people out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Uh, if it was truly about the time thing, then you would wait until eight o'clock or whatever kickoff was at, and then do it then. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? 
So my point would be, well, what's the point? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the, the that would be what's the point. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much, yeah. sir, Mr. Wizard. Yeah. Now I got to share this because I thought this was funny. Not this part. Uh, of course, we talk about the the loss of Howard Mudd to right. the NFL and the in the football establishment. Uh, Seventy eight years old was in a bike accident a couple of weeks ago. Ended up in the ICU. Right. A terrible tragedy. Yeah. Uh, no question about it. Got a lot of respect for Howard Mudd. Right. Was a great, great uh, part of the NFL family. Fifty years in, he was a uh, played for nine years. Hall, uh, not Hall of Famer, but Pro Bowl and yeah. um, All Pro and things like that. And he was uh, with a, a great many teams. And the players loved him. You got a lot of players have written and been asked, you know, in articles in uh, uh, the newspaper, and they talk about. You know, one of the things they loved was the, this dude, uh, that being Howard Munn, he couldn't stand fluff. He couldn't stand guys that, you know, let's get real. Let's get real about it. Yeah. You know, he always was about, you know, you, if you're scared, say you're scared. Yeah. Okay? So I can at least help you then. If you're worried, if you're lacking confidence, be real with me right. so that I can be real, yeah. you know, with you and help yeah. you. You know, and I thought it was funny because Kent Stevens – Kent Stevens was a, a offensive line coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and, and he was, was, a, it was a very he, interesting situation. He, up there. he came with Cower. Yes. Yeah. But the funny thing that happened up there, yeah, because a lot of people say, if if you're scared, you shouldn't be in that. Let me tell right. you something. You can be nervous beyond all get out. You can be scared. Let me tell you. You get some of those mutant pass rushers over you, and and they come with the the ears pinned back, baby. Look out. And so it can be frightening if you're a young guy and you know you've got a Hall of Famer waiting for you on Monday Night Football. Well, he, he Ron Essink was not a young guy. He was uh, uh, seven. And who was so, Ron yeah, Essink? Yeah, yeah, Ron Essink was the left tackle of the Seattle Seahawks. Right. And uh, uh, he uh, he was so nervous that he got dressed and was walking out of the stadium. And Steve August told Kent, uh, the big guy's walking out, and uh, uh, Kent Stevens grabbed him, and he said, you, you, you're, you're not going out. And he said, okay, I, I'm not. I'm not. Think about this. Yeah. You're so nerved up. That you're facing Howie Long, Oakland Raiders, Monday Night Football. This he, he matchup. Was, he was facing Lyle Azedo. No, it was it was Howie. No, he was left Excuse tackle. Excuse me, I know. He was Augie left tackle. was the left tackle. No, Augie was the right you're tackle. You're so wrong. You don't know. I, I, it was I, Howie Long. Augie was the right tackle. Lyle was going from was already in Denver at that time. No, he was he was in Denver before he was with the Raiders. He was. That's right. Yeah. And this was before. The, the Raiders. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. We're going to have disputes here. Yeah. All right. We need Steve August to give us a, a, re, a ruling yeah. on this. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, whether who it was, yeah. all right, what, whatever it was, but he was, he was scared. He was scared. He was walking out of the locker room. Who does that? Who panics? Yeah. I mean, that's a panic situation. Yeah. That's a situation where guys are saying, what are you doing? The guy is literally, as everybody else is getting dressed, to go out and he's play. He's getting undressed. He's, he's putting his sippies on, and he's heading out the door. Now, to me, that is absolutely fear. Yeah. That is absolute panic condition. A guy like Howard Mudd, you think Howard would be there going, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. That is absolutely Coco Loco. Yeah. But there's no doubt you go through phases like that. Yeah. You know, you can get... You can get really, really nervous before a game. I can't even tell you how nervous I've been before right. some games. Yeah. And you know guys that have uh, emptied their stomachs right. before a game. Yeah, you me. know? Yeah, and during a game. Yeah. 
So, you know, those types of things, I just, I laugh at it because, uh, you know, we used to then go on and always say when. Don't pull an S-sync. Don't pull an S-sync because yeah. that would be, uh, that would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, uh, on the Seattle uh, roster, it said he was left tackle. Could have been. Yeah. I remember Augie played next to me for a little while. Yeah. When uh, he came over. Yeah. And no, if Augie, okay, Augie played left tackle. Yeah, Augie played right tackle. Right tackle. Yeah. He played left here. Yeah. Because you were at right tackle. No, I was at left. I was switching back. And he, I, 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 that was when um, I played uh, right tackle. And that, that's when he got bumped. I, as I, what I remember Augie telling me was he was, he was having to square off with Howie. Yeah. And that's what, Bugged right, him, right? Whether it's Howie or Lyle, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. The funny part was he was walking out the door, yeah, and he was not going to have it, yeah. And uh, they had to pull him back in. He, eventually, he played. Yeah, they did get him to play. Right, right, right. But he was ready to retire at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, the nerves. You know, offensive linemen have nerves because uh, you know you you get nervous you don't want to give up a sack no it was horrible yeah now it, it's uh, it was a little different in some places some right. places you know wasn't that big a deal Chuck, right that was a big deal yeah if you gave up a sack man that was like the worst thing you could do it was like slapping his mother right you know i mean it was he took that personally because he was an offensive lineman right you know so i it, it was it, the beast of burden is definitely in the offensive line. Right. No question about it. And I'm so glad that we have a good veteran group coming right. back. Because Matt Filer is a guy that uh, obviously is going to, um, you know, he, he's going to make a serious contribution at that left guard. And you got to find out Zach and Chooks, and we'll, we'll find out. But for the most part, you got veterans across the board. Right, right, right. And uh, you, you've got a cohesive bunch, and uh, they're going to, they're going to do well. I wonder if anybody makes a seven-layer lasagna, though, because yeah. Ragu got out of town. He never gave us none. Yeah, he does. I he hold did. that against him. All right, uh, that's all the time we have for He's Wolf and I'm Touch. And uh, Jake, great job. Jacob, great job. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he does yeah. a great job. Yeah, and, he's got uh, a great haircut, too, Yeah, man. yeah. And uh, he's going to play something for you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, that's... That's about the whistle firing off yeah, at the end of the end of the work week. You've here. been in the locker room with he, yeah. Craig Wolf. What are you staring at me for? You're looking at me like you're waiting. You're I, waiting I, for I'm what? waiting for the point. Well, you're supposed to be no. You're supposed to be like looking at the countdown here. Right, right, right. All right, five, four, three, two, yeah. one, boom. All right. All right.